Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hardcore Heroes Other Side. How are you guys doing today? <sighs> I'm doing pretty good. Mm, I'm uh, feeling okay. A bit under the weather. Temperature uh, spiked a bit recently. Again? Weren't you sick last mm. week? I, I'm, well, I'm not sick, just feeling the weather. I'm, I was used to it being cold outside, and now suddenly uh. it's, what, 15 degrees Celsius outside. Uh, Quick math. I'm, yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> Translate that from being ill. Uh, plus 32, 59 degrees. How pleasant. That's A little yeah, chilly, that's nice. but quite nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't call 59. The problem is it's the... It's uh, the air is pretty moist, so mm -hmm. it's unpleasant. I can see if if there's no wind at all. So yeah, yeah. Well, what have you guys uh, been up to? What's been going on in your lives? Uh, I really only have two things. I've been doing a lot of reading. I made a lot of progress in the Wheel of Time. I'm working on that. I'm um, like two thirds of the way done with the first book, but there's 14, so it's going to be a while. And then um, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted because on the one hand, I've heard the second book is much more well regarded by fans <laughs> of the series. But on the other hand, um, I only have like a mass market paperback copy of the, the second book, whereas it's an amazing leather bound copy for the first one. Ooh. It's like Ooh. it's it, it just doesn't feel like it's falling apart when I read it. Like I close it. I'm That's like, a oh, huge like, ass book. Yeah, it's big. It's amazing. I'm, I'm talking like thickness. It's. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't it's Wheel of Time six, series is large. I yeah, if you the mass market ones are uh, they're smaller books. They're about eight hundred pages a piece. Mm -hmm. uh, but then aside from that, I've been learning Crusader Kings two, and aside <laughs> and by learning Crusader Kings two, I mean watching YouTube videos and <laughs> pages and pages of notes to mark down game mechanics and keep them in my head. So wow. Uh, yeah, it's it's complicated, but it seems like it'd be your thing, Neil. I think you should probably uh, look into that at some point. You know, I've heard such wonderful things about the Wheel of Time series, but I've never actually taken a look at it. But it's one of those things that I really should feel. So what I was told was the first book is pretty standard fantasy affair, and then with the second book, it starts to branch out a little bit and get a bit more unique and its own thing. And when I get to the second book, I'll let you know on that one. Hmm. Right now, all I can say is that it's pretty fun, except for the fact that the three main characters are so fucking stupid. <laughs> mostly, mostly Matt. He's he like the king of all morons. But uh, Rand's Rand's a bit of an idiot, but it never really comes back to bite them in the ass. And Perrin Perrin's not really dumb, I guess. He's just a bit brickheaded sometimes. But that's like a character trait of them, right? It's not just bad writing or bad yeah, storytelling. It's, like it's like they're they're a bunch of you know kids who grew up in the country who don't know anything about the world. That's so, fair. And apparently they all go through character development. So I was I was complaining about how I wish Matt would just stop existing. A little known thing called character development. And it becomes pretty cool after a while. So, yeah. Okay. Very cool. Uh, yeah. What about you, Kine? Uh, first of all, Chet is full of children. Oh, he said moist. Oh my god. <laughs> Everyone. Um, okay, uh, Quite a lot, actually, has been going on. My on Monday, I was in Hamburg for my interview on the act, uh, acting school. Mm -hmm. Starting in April, I am a student there. Yeah. Very cool. Nice. Um, been looking for a place to live, uh, or rather, a room in an apartment. Mm -hmm. uh, two places replied me already, 
and one seems really nice with a nice uh, other co, uh, someone who also lived there, who is renting the play the room. Um, on that, I played an interesting little game. It's called Stories: The Path of Destinies. Highly recommended. It's it's a bit like um, choose your own adventure with a bit of um, the you could say a uh, God of War or Arkham Asylum style combat in between mm. and with some neat little, a, bit, a little bit of ability upgrading and something but the story is quite interesting I don't want to say too much um, but like I said it's a choose your own adventure game but with a nice twist that uh, makes it quite re replayable and the story is a mix between Princess Bride and uh, meets anthropomorphic animal fantasy. <laughs> it's it's so really a furry princess princess bride. Kind of, kind of. Furries are ruining everything. Not the story of uh, Princess Bride, but it goes in that kind of feeling. Right. Uh, it's either it's kind of just silly uh, in the end, or quite heartbreaking. Because uh, I mean, I played it the first time, and yeah, it was quite heartbreaking. The things I choose in the end. Mm. <laughs> One aside on that. Uh, after the furry conversation, there's there's a thing to do with wolves in the Wheel of Time, and it's like it's pretty normal and it's kind of cool. But it's like tech people are probably I, I would guess there's more furries in tech than anywhere else because it seems like everybody in technology is a furry. So I can't take wolves seriously anymore. <laughs> it's just like, fuck, just get them out of this chapter already. <laughs> I, can't, I can't fucking do it. Oh my god. Alright. Well, uh, let's recap last week. What happened? Uh, well, um, where did we stop? I, uh, we were on our way to the what was it called? The valley? Um, uh, val oh, the... Hidden um, valley. The hidden valley. Yeah, Lake Mysterium was where yeah, we were going. To Lake Mysterium. To, because Van wanted to desperately find a way out of this plane. And Only Van. Everyone else yeah. is quite happy here. Yeah. It's, it's pretty <laughs> I, I nice, mean, but Van said fuck that shit. Van, Van <laughs> let us. And he, his, his take on it was either find a way through this cave or something in the Shadow Mountains or die here. Um, we made our way f about not even a day, <laughs> or about a day maybe away from Shirebrook. <laughs> Already got, I don't know, six or seven people killed due, due to monster attacks. Yeah, there were a lot first of encounters. Was, first was uh, kind of an ooze or slime that attacked someone on the boat and killed them. Um, you burned the body. The next was some kind of swarm of bad like creatures that had uh, zoo bats, basically. Mm. Um, I mean, you created them and just described them as bad, like with giant mouth instead of eyes or something. Of course, uh, and of course, that's all you can think. You know, <laughs> bat with I, mouth gotta be a zoo bat. I mean, I played Pokemon the last few months, so I have to. Uh, it, it's the first thing that comes in my mind. Well, uh, I, I, I expect a little more creativity out of you than Pokemon. Canonically, they're canonically uh, wombats. 
what we agreed to call them wombats. This yeah. is why you don't let players name monsters. They could come up with cool names for your creepy monsters, or they could be like, oh, that creepy monster, I'm just going to call it a, a dandelion. Ha ha ha, there's that funny scary monster again. It's bullshit. You can't rely on players to give scary monsters scary names. They just yeah, ruin the atmosphere by naming them. You need to take actual like myth monsters, like drop bears and things like that, and include them. Yeah, but if I brought in something like a drop bear, you'd be like, oh, well, we're going to call it a care bear. And ruin the drop bears as well. <laughs> anyway, but now we're not going to get wombats anymore. No, they're called yeah. chompers, all right? No, they are wombats. Uh, we, we killed some all of the, the NPCs are calling them chompers. <laughs> Chomp bats. Uh, we, we killed some of the wombat chompers. And um, decided decided to look. Uh, they were they were creatures um, made of out of flesh and blood. So we decided hmm, that maybe their meat is edible. Uh, their meat is edible. Uh, we did eat their meat. Uh, yeah, it was really lost, good. Lost a few people, <laughs> but but their um, but their bodies. Uh, yeah, the meal was not satisfying in the end. Um, yeah. And Kynan then started arguing. Kynan was, at least had some, some thought about it, that heading uh, to the Hidden Valley may be the best way to get everyone killed because they already lost six people due to monster attacks, not even a full day out of Shawback or something. That's so what are you going to do instead? <laughs> we uh, argued. Yeah, um, we argued after about, I think, probably half the session. We spent we spent in a you know perpetual argument, but then after that we made our way back up to Shirebrook uh, to reconvene there and try first, one more time to connect with the god. We did first head to the Dwarven village. Oh yeah, that's where everything it, kind of it was also missing or has gone missing had gone missing several months ago, mm -hmm. and yeah, we looked around and it was quite different from. Kind village Winshire because there the, the place was smashed up. Um, there were signs of struggle here and there, and we eventually found a survivor. Yep, we uh, we dug into the cave and broke down a, a barricade he'd made inside of the uh, the mine where we originally fought that troll, and we found a dwarf inside, very emaciated, kind of withered away as though he hadn't had anything to eat in months. Um, he was just kind of curled up in a ball, speaking to himself like the voices are gone. The voices are gone. It's okay now. Uh, and then we, we tried to get him outside. We tried to talk to him, talk some sense into him and get some information. But everything we tried, like we tried uh, sort of pulling his hands away from his ears and he started like gnawing at his own body parts. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it was pretty uh, pretty gruesome. And everything we tried didn't work. So in the um, end, we... Uh, in the, Kine wanted to try something to give him some of our food. Oh yeah, we, we were originally planning to get him some of our food, and then Van came back to see him trying to devour his entire foot and said, "No, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put an end to this." Yeah, and Kine killed him in the end. Yep. Um, we did head back to Shirebrook after before we found him. We got a, I know after we found him, I think we had another little argument uh, where Kine told him about that he did not feel any hunger for quite a while now since. Yeah. Uh, since he had this creature, shadow, miss, whatever they are, demon, creature, whatever, uh, enter him. And he thought of, uh, explained, hey, that might be a way to survive here. Um, and disagreed. And they were attacked by those creatures again. Man got possessed, or at least ended by... Yeah, it was impregnated by a ghost. <laughs> 
uh, uh, Jeeves uh, fought one off. He oh, yeah, looked for 20 on his safe against them. Mm -hmm. right. And then he, he almost got skewered by a man with a spear, and he managed to dodge that as well. Yes. But after that, we uh, we travel back up to Shirebrook, because clearly the, the expedition to the mountains was ending horrendously. So we, we travel back up towards Shirebrook to reconvene and try one more time to convene, er, uh, connect with the gods. And how did that go? Uh, we got about 100 people together, 130, and we had everybody chanting a hymn to Astaire while Mother Elise attempted to contact her in prayer. And after about an hour, we noticed uh, sort of a flame, kind of like recognition, but not, not bright enough to make any sort of actual contact. So uh, as a group, we decided to head up to Heatstroke, which is where a pyramid with a temple atop it is located. One of the most holy sites in, in Eridon. Yes. And we're going to attempt to go there to convene with the, and, with the gods. And we, and we haven't set out yet. We, yeah. we were going to go get a galley and uh, start sailing along the shore. Yeah, we ended on starting our preparations to leave. Yeah. Okay. So let's meet back with those preparations. Yeah. Um, you guys are in the town of Shirebrook. It's quiet. Hmm. There's not much in the way of sounds in this part of the world, or at least in, on this dimension. There's the occasional you know, blowing of wind, but even that is very faint. Uh, mostly it's just the sound of the, the creek running nearby. Or the rivers running nearby. Okay. The footsteps of the people walking around. There's um we probably have the knights and so gathered gathered with us, right? Yes. Everyone is gathered with you. Um someone has done a head count and it turns out there are hundred and twenty <laughs> people left. Okay. Okay. So yeah. we're um or what Van's doing while well, everyone's getting gathered. He wants to grab that uh, ledger he has, that dwarven ledger from Jeeves. Mm -hmm. And he's going to write a couple of pages on it uh, as notes from Malachi and drop a couple different letters at different places in the town for him to find if he comes finding us in the shadow plane. Ooh, interesting. So he puts one in the half pint, one in Malachi's house, and one up in the, uh, the Baron's room of the keep. Okay, in the half pint, where do you put it? Uh, at our usual table. So you just write a note and set it on the table and leave it? I'd probably leave it on Malachi's seat, actually. Like, I don't want any of them to be in, like, very obvious places, but, like, a place that Malachi would pretty quickly notice if he were to go looking around. Okay. Like, I, I don't want it to be a, something seen at very quick glance looking around the room, but if, like, if Malachi were to, like, go into his, his shadow plane house, he'd pretty quickly stumble upon this because he knows his house and he knows where everything is. All right, so in the half pint, you're leaving a note on Malachi's chair? Yeah, uh, one in the Baron's room of the keep. Yeah, I'm just making notes. Baron's room of the keep. Uh, where in the Baron's room? On the bed. Okay. And, and then one in Malachi's house. Where in the house? Uh, so I don't actually know what Malachi's house is like. Um, some kind of, like, where does Malachi do his studies? I think he's got, like, a one-room house. Okay. So you've got like a bed. So I'd probably find like a place place. where Malachi does his studies, and I'd leave a note there. Okay. Wait, you couldn't open the door before. Uh, that's true. So, how, Neil, am I still unable to open the door? Um, or is that a mistake on your part? Um, so you, you do head back to open the door, and it does uh -huh. open this time easily. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to say whether that was a mistake or whether that was intentional. I want you guys oh, yeah. to puzzle out the differences because there are sure. strange <laughs> things happening here. Sure. So I'm going to go leave a uh, leave a note 
in Malachi's kind of like his studying area. Okay. Um, they all say that we're we're heading up to Heatstroke, uh, and then he can find us in the holiest site in Eridon. Okay. Uh, um, exactly. Just we're heading up to Heatstroke. You can find us in the holy site yeah. of Eridon. Okay. Up to Heatstroke. Find us in the. And it's you know it's XOXO Van Helsing. <laughs> the holiest site in Eridon. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. the holiest site that Mother Elise knows about, right? Right. And I imagine Van would probably know a fair amount. So it's right. Like and between you guys, you, that is definitely the most holy place. Cool. Um, you know, a, a specific god might have a more holy place. Like Chiefs might have the holy place in the girls' bathroom in the <laughs> queen's section of you know, the, the main keep in Stromheim. Right. But the the general holiest place is oh, yeah. each stroke. <laughs> Um, so, somebody said it was never wizard locked. I just accidentally pulled instead of pushed the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, while he is doing that, Kain will speak with the knights and will probably uh, search several places in Shirebrook. Um, the uh, the smiths, or the places where smiths uh, were. Um, then the sheriff's office. Uh, I don't think there's any other place where weapons or armor might be. We will search those places for weapons and armor. In the sheriff's office, you find a single crossbow and a pair of spears. Okay. Okay, So so we go digging around to find the plus five magic longsword. Oh, cannot be found. (laughs) Uh, But we now have, I think it was 20 spears in the keep, so... Yeah, let's get a a full armory count on you guys. Sure. In the armor in the sheriff's office. Right. Okay, here we go. So was it 20 spears in the keep? Yeah, 20 spears. I think, how many crossbows? Five? John, uh, I don't remember how many there were. Um, I think there was 12 or 13 or something armor, leather We armor. took two crossbows with us, but we were also just worried about having too many crossbowmen and then like killing us in melee. So I wish... I I wish I would know. I don't, was it enough armor to uh, arm all spearmen? Oh. Mm. I think it was, if, it was either five or something between five and ten crossbows. So my notes say you have ten sets of leather armor, but they okay, might ten. be off. Um, I don't we remember exactly. We have ten sets of leather armor that we took with us. To... Yeah, there are ten sets in the keep, you mean. No, there were more than that. We didn't take all of the gear from the keep with us because we wanted to leave them defended back in the keep. Right, but did you take... Did you? I didn't think you manned everyone with leather armor, only the people with spears that you took with you. Right. Right, so you had the... Uh, three, four, five, six, seven... You, so you had eight sets of armor and spears and then two crossbows and two regular people. And then some of them died. Um, crap, I wish we had taken notes at this a few days ago. Yeah, we had eight, eight eight people with spears and armor, two crossbows. Yeah, so we had ten armed people, and then we had ten other people who were just like um, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Who had sticks and torches or something. Okay, so we ha- now have, what, 22 spears, six crossbows, I think, with with a crossbow from the sheriff's office. Six and is on the low end, but it's probably fine. We don't, we don't want that many crossbowmen anyways. I, I'm worried that if we had a, a bunch of crossbowmen, they'd all just try and like fire into melee and kill us. 
Um, I think it's twelve uh, suits of armor. Sure. Let's sounds let's just right. go with whatever you think sounds right, Neil. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember personally. Neither do no, I. No armor in the sheriff's office. No, no armor in the sheriff's office. And the smith shops. Nope. nope. No tools either. No, there's um, uh, there's some hammers lying around. Wait, did Tyrus live in his office, or no. like in the sheriff's office? Where he has he, his own. Yeah, you know where his house is. I'm gonna go check out his house. <laughs> okay, uh, his house is locked. When you get there. All right, so I'm gonna go find a window and just kind of like pry because he probably boarded up his window like everyone else. And I'll just grab a tool and start prying the uh, boards off the window. Sure. You don't have a problem forcefully entering Tyrus's house. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go look around and see if there's any, any gear to be, to be had. The room, because it's another single room domicile, mm-hmm. is sparse. There's like a wardrobe, mm-hmm. a bed, a table, like a bucket with some water in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, pillows and blankets, but there's nothing that would be a personal effect. It's almost like um, you're looking inside of a model home. Okay. Makes sense. Sure. Um, then I'll, I'll head back out and reconvene with the group. Yeah, we would take any tool that you can also use as a weapon. So picks or hammers. Yeah, so that everyone can be reasonably equipped. I, mean, I guess we probably just we tell people, like, find something... Like yeah. some sort of melee weapon that feels comfortable in your hand. Not necessarily a weapon, but something that you can use as one. Yeah, yeah. I think most people are going to end up picking up clubs and quarter I mean, staffs and that sort of thing. A Smith's sure. hammer is pretty heavy, I think. So if you bash someone in the head with it. Uh, yeah, I think Smith, we would use a Smith's hammer as a war hammer, which is D4 plus one, uh, as opposed to a club, which is D6. Uh, in order to. So bad. They're kind of shitty. Well, I think they have bonuses to pierce um, plate mail, and that's their. Uh, if you've ever been hit with a warhammer, the, those things uh, are devastating. So it, yeah, yeah. Make, the, anyway, the book was written by some nerds. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nerds, yeah. 80s. Yeah, we we know the spiel. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> um, so instead of keeping track of all the different types of weapons, if it's okay with you guys, <laughs> I'm going to track spears, crossbows, and then like hammers, clubs, all of that sort of all, thing, all I would like just put under like one weapon sure. category. Yeah. Um, and I'll let you guys I, decide if you want to do D6 for them, like they're all clubs, or D4 plus one, like they're all warhammers. The oh, average D6. damage is the same. It's just, uh, you know, warhammers have a would, lower maximum and a higher minimum. I would say D6. Because, I mean... It, I kind of like the D4 plus one because it's the higher minimum. Mm-hmm. I, I always plan around worst case scenario. That's why mm-hmm. I tend to like... Uh, like uh, 2d4 over d10. Like okay. it's a slightly lower average, but you're less likely to roll terribly. If, if you want, yeah, okay. We can take d4 plus one. Cool. Okay. All right, um, so clubs, hammers, and other things, we're just going to say everyone that doesn't have a spear or crossbow can find something. They can break a table leg, they can find a, uh, break a branch off a tree, that sort of stuff. Can we find any arrows? Just asking. Uh, you, there were, there's a pile of six quarrels in the um, uh, uh, sheriff's oh, office. How many quarrels did we say were in the keep? I don't know. I don't oh, think God. you said. We didn't track it. these okay. things. Fuck. Maybe you should just give uh, any, uh, all crossbows. Uh... I would just, yeah, I would just max them out with ammo right now and then just have them track it from there. Yeah, so let's see. There are there are six crossbows. 
we're gonna say every crossbow just had like five quarrels with them. Um, five. Yeah, because well, how, how should we say? The keep would have enough ammunition for. I imagine they'd have enough, like in case they ever got sieged, they'd probably have a decent yeah. stockpile of ammunition. Yes, that sort of thing does seem appropriate, uh, but. Damn it! I, I want to tell you things that I can't tell you. Yes, mm. you you are right. But I think there's only uh, maybe let's call it eight crossbow bolts per crossbow. Okay, that's fine. So Van's going to talk to the crossbowman probably after we get on the ship, so you don't have to worry about it right now. Sure. Um, also, I would organize that any all per all, everyone who had was possessed or entered by. One of those creatures has to wear some kind of cloth, cloth uh, headband or armband, so we can identify mark the possessed that. people, so they can be yeah. seen easily. Yeah, that includes uh, Van and me, of course. Okay. If you and... guys volunteer to mark yourselves as well, everyone willingly goes along with this process. Wait, what is this? Uh, some kind of cloth, uh, armband, or headband, so you can be noted that now you have one of those creatures in you. It's also because those people yeah. have to probably work the hardest on the ship. Sure, yeah. Van will suggest doing it around the arm. Just putting one around like a bicep. Yeah. And I'll put like, and... we'll find some like blue strips of cloth and just put blue ribbons around anyone who has it. I and guess that... there's no color, but... And this is a personal thing. Um, I will ask people to cut up some wood. Um, so, and I will, I will do this on the ship. I will start making on the ship to pass the time some... Um, Simple spears made of a wood that can be thrown. Okay. Simple um, wooden throwing spears. So, yeah. Wait, like javelins or spears? Javelins, probably. From you. Okay, okay. Probably, probably javelins. Uh, but I will do that on the ship. <sighs> okay. Anything else? Um, anything uh, else, guys? That's what I'm thinking. I was going to say, at first I was like, well, we got to get all the food for the journey. But then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, we don't really have that much to take, I guess, when you think about it. Like, Jeeves is the chest, which has all of our worldly possessions. <laughs> um, and then outside of that, it's really just weapons and a ship, and that's all we can take. <laughs> Van left some notes around the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else? No. Hmm. All right. Um, maybe we we, uh, we can make a plan on the ship. Sure. So everyone piles into one of these big galleons uh, mm. or galleys. Uh, the few sailors on hand put people to work on down by the the rowing areas. Get everyone yeah. on the benches. Instructs them on proper rowing technique, which takes mm. a little while. There's like a. Yeah. No, a Q&A. So this is how you row. Don't do this. Yeah. I'm going to beat the drums, and you're going to kind of <laughs> go and turn. Um, Van, uh, Van finds whoever's like, uh, directing the ship, and he tells them to keep it as close to shore as they safely can. It might, it might increase the duration of the, the journey, but it's probably safer. Like, I, I tell them that there's some dangerous shit on the wilderness, and I'd, I'd rather avoid open sea. Okay. Uh, they don't have any sails on this ship. It's just a, a rowing ship. Mm-hmm. And... But I imagine there's one person who like directs how the uh, the ship uh, you know, yes. moves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and everyone sets out to sea. Okay. Um, anything you want to 
uh, tell us before I do something? No. No? Uh, I have nothing to tell you as soon as you set out to the ocean. Okay. Um, so kind, kind of probably uh, before we all settle in, set in. Uh, well, now that's uh, done. Some hopefully quiet days ahead of us. I will give <laughs> rest. I mean, uh... I haven't slept in probably days, and I probably feel tired, right, Neil? I mean, yeah. you did. You did say I don't feel hunger, but I feel tired. Yes, you don't feel hungry, and then he'll sing. You are now acutely aware that your hunger has disappeared. Um, you cut out just now. Can you say that again? You are yeah. you are acutely aware that your hunger has disappeared. Okay. Um, but you are tired. You do get exhausted. Yeah. So I think Van, instead of uh, resting up, is going to go below decks and find a spot to uh, to pray. Uh, that's. Uh, Please, let me <laughs> before, you start, uh, before you start meditating and try to contact whatever is in you, let me do it because I wanted to do it last session, but you. Uh, okay. <laughs> go, it for it. go for it. It's all good. All right, Kine, yeah. you go down to your. Uh, what do you do? Um, find me a quiet and comfortable spot. And before I try to get some sleep, Kine will sit down, sigh, and. Finally, some. It's been so long since he had a proper quiet moment. Get himself uh, into a uh, meditating position. Clo close his eyes and concentrate on the ship, on the moving of the ship, the constant. What is it called? Um, the constant movement of the ship. It's called, and sink into his thoughts and imagine a melody, melody of a flute. And he visualized this melody and follows it deeper and deeper into the darkness of his own mind. Until he arrives at what seems to be a, imagines a flat silver surface which the song brings him. And there he imagines him himself, the pure, pure himself, not his, how he looks on the outside, but more a human, humanoid figure made out of black and white, uh, symbolizing both his status uh, in his heritage. And in his mind, he opens his eyes, looks into the void, and says, I know you're here, whatever you are. Show yourself. Very quiet. He concentrates traits and tries to feel a presence. There's a kind of a chill in the pit of your stomach. That's that's as far as a presence goes. 
So you're there. You understand me. Talk to me. Do I feel any difference? Mm-mm. So you can't communicate with me. You're there. Just know this, whatever you are. If your plans are to harm these people, to harm our world, I will not let you achieve this. And as he says that, in his mind, he probably speaks in all tongues, you know, at the same time. More like a bellow. I can't scream right now, because... <laughs> um, so he bellows in all tongues, in Wolvish and common and giant. At the same time, I will not let you succeed if your goal is to harm. Just you know it. And I will watch you, wherever you are in myself, and your friends, inside those people. And then he will probably drift off into sleep. Let this final message fade away. Okay. Uh, Van Helsing, I feel like you were going to do something. Uh, Van is going to try and pray to Cheese, and he's just going to keep going until somebody somebody interrupts him. Okay. So you guys are kind. Eventually, drifts off to sleep. Van Helsing finds a, as quiet of a spot as he can away from the drums of the ship, keeping the people in. Tow. The drums might help. Like personally, as a as a person, white noise makes it very easy for me to concentrate on things. So as long as it's like rhythmic pounding, probably helps him even. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> That's a that's that's a little marching man. I know. Not, there's, there's not, not a nice like galley. Dom 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 is what I was imagining. Yeah, the the ship sound pad doesn't have anything like that. I think the combat one has war drums, which could be closer. Hmm. A little too intense, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you. Okay. I'd say it's closer than the marching band. Yeah, you can always find things on YouTube. <laughs> Oh, that's too much work. That's that's also yeah. where you get into uh, copyright territory yeah, pretty quickly. Yeah. This is perfect. Yeah. All right. So Van is off meditating, trying to yeah. reach out to his goddess. Kine is sleeping. Uh, and at some point, you are both roused from your disappearing from the world and brought mm -hmm. above deck. All right. What is it? What? <sighs> One of the sailors brings you to Mother Elise, who's standing on the bow of the ship. The drums are still going in the background. Mm -hmm. uh, and she points to the shore. You see that you are a few miles out of Shirebrook. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe, if we're looking at the map, maybe like five or six miles. You know, you're, you're right around where this nub is. Mm -hmm. And she says, look. She points to the shore. What do you see? see? And Van looks out to see if he can uh, spot it with his own eyes. We've been rowing for four hours. And we're only a few miles from Shirebrook. We so... keep rowing, and we keep rowing. But we keep 
but we're not moving. We've tried going along the shore and going further out to sea, but it's... For every step we make forward, we slide one back. Hmm. Neil, has there been any rain since we got to this uh, this plane? No. And now that yes, you're no. thinking about it, there's also not been any anomalies in the weather. That's, That's what not. I was wondering. Like, is it ever like hot or cold? It's always just very standard. It's not hot. It's not cold. It's not particularly humid. Even when the fog rolls in, it doesn't form water droplets that roll down windows or anything. Right. Okay, so Van's going to say, if we're traveling so slowly by ship, it might be better to go on foot. Normally, Gee. I'd be a bit hesitant to travel through a desert, but there, there's something to be noted here is that there's no weather in this place that I've ever been able to find. Van no cold, no heat. We're not traveling slowly. We're not mm. moving at all. I I will take a, a go along the... I was, I was actually going to look down and see if we're in a whirlpool or something, held by something. Mm -mm. Hmm. Get us to shore quickly, Mother Elise. The turn the ship uh, towards shore when... Well, on in turning the ship towards shore, the, the, the head sailor, not quite a captain, uh, lets you know that the, this ship can't be beached over here without damaging it. Um, we're not going to get. We're not going to be getting back on the ship. I don't think. Right before before we uh, before we damage the ship and make it unavailable at all, um, I look around at the sea, uh, looking back at the sea around Shirebrook and in front of us. Do I notice any difference in the two? I'm. I didn't follow the question. Can you repeat it? Uh, I look over the sea, look at the water around Shirebrook and in front of us. Do I notice a difference between the two? No, the water seems to be standard ocean water everywhere you know i have the feeling some uh, unknown entity that has, has no power in this world what uh, doesn't want us to leave this place that's just I, I think we're we're best off going on foot at this point at least on foot i i know my own movements i feel comfortable going over land the mm. sailor in question says why well, this is the only ship that can carry everyone if we beach it here uh, I mean, we, it, it doesn't get damaged. Like where are we? Like where are we really going, though, right now? He shrugs. I figured you know where we were going. No, I mean, are we moving at all? We're not going anywhere. Well, I, look at the water. We're clearly moving through the ocean. You can see the the waves breaking. So it's leaving the bow, a trail, but... but it's like we're not actually moving. Ben's gonna watch the movement of land. Does it look like we're moving at all? And like sharply jutting back or does it just look like we're not moving compared to shore have you ever been in like a car or a bus and you're casually looking out the window and you come to a stop and then it looks like you're rolling backwards even though you're not rolling backwards at all you know what i'm talking about when you're kind of looking out the window and a moving vehicle comes to a stop and you have that brief sensation of oh shit i think the car is actually slipping no no wait we're just staying yeah. in place and i'm used to the forward mm -hmm. momentum it's kind of like that you're looking out to shore and it kind of looks like it's moving forward but it also kind of looks like it's moving backwards and then like wait a minute we haven't moved at all but i keep getting the feeling that we're moving it keeps looking like we're moving but without actually going anywhere I mean, I don't see how we can make any forward progress in a in a situation like this. I think beaching the uh, ship, even if it causes damage, can you there, turn us around back to Shirebrook? Would you be able to dock it there without damaging it? He nods. We've been yeah, going yeah. for a few hours. Is there, is there a, a small boat we can maybe could take to shore? 
on the ship. I, I, guess I would have... Yeah. We could, we could try to go on shore with uh, a few people and try I... to pass the ship. I'm hesitant of that that plan. We uh, this ship is probably large enough that you know non-intelligent creatures probably wouldn't think to attack it. But a small rowboat with people sticking out, we might we might see uh, some rather nasty things attempt to kill I mean, people how, on that how boat. Close, how close can we go, get to shore? I ask the sailor. Without uh, danger. Well, there's some big rocks out just around there, but if we head back, maybe a half mile. It's fairly clear. We should be able to get maybe uh, 500 feet from shore safely. I don't know. I think I think we should just turn around and go back to Shirebrook. And if you can't make it back to Shirebrook, if it looks like we're not making progress, just beach it. Aye, aye. The ship turns around, which is a, a slow process for a galley like mm -hmm. this. And you guys head back to Shirebrook with ease, sailing back there in under an hour. I think we're going to have to go on land from here. It looks like, for some reason, the waters do not agree with us. Uh. You guys dock the ship at the very end of the pier. Mm -hmm. And everyone disembarks back into Shirebrook, yeah. feeling a little uneasy about the world Van around them. Van gets ready to take charge and says, I've made this journey on foot from Hillsborough to Shirebrook before. I can get us a good chunk of the way there uh, off we of should, my memory. We should, we should uh, stop by Anvil, maybe, and see if we can find any weapons uh, there. Might not Might, be a bad idea. We found some. We, at least there were weapons here in the Sheriff's Office and the Keep. I doubt that there will not be any in Anvil. Luckily, the Ashlands is a very open place. Anything that might harm us, we should be able to see coming from miles around. The whole crew gets up, makes their way through mm -hmm. Shirebrook and north on the road. Uh, so there is yeah, a road. There is a road leading out of Shirebrook, but okay. maybe a half mile out, the road just kind Stops. of fades. That's fine. Grass we're starts not to be grow following up in between it. it. The the bricks kind of disappear mm -hmm. under the ground as if it's been buried by time, and, can, and it just, just fades into normal grassland. You can just mm. follow the shoreline to end. No, no, we're just going to go. Uh... There, so there's a tree line that goes up along the coast, right? Mm -hmm. And we can just we can stay a little bit off the shore and just kind of follow along the tree line because the Ashlands has basically no vegetation. Yeah, it's open chaparral. It's like low lying yeah. vegetation. So as long as we keep that to our right, we know we're going north. Yeah. And then once once we kind of reach a clearing, we'll know Anvil's basically a sharp right once we reach the the north end of the forest. Okay. So you guys head north. Let's yep. roll some encounters. I think if we have any cards, we can maybe use small cards to, if we have to, anything to carry. Then, I mean, if the people have anything to carry on them, we can. No one's make... got anything to carry except weapons. Okay. Um, there's no food to speak of. There's no mm. personal effects. Jeeves says, "Oh, uh... <laughs> right, <laughs> poor Jeeves, poor eighty-year-old man is carrying this, you know, <laughs> eighty-pound chest over his shoulder." It's no problem, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I mind mean, me. This is my lot in life. <laughs> probably before we head out, uh, kind goes to Van. Maybe we should give Jesus some of the food. Uh, not be, make sure nobody sees it because we don't. Later, want when we eventually we're going to be taking a break. I'll do it then. Hmm. And Van's gonna talk with Jeeves a little bit and say, Jeeves, when we get back to the Prime Material Plane, I'm gonna be giving you a hell of a retirement fund. <sighs> 
So Thank much you, money Lord. to gamble with me. Uh, it seems un unlikely that we'll ever make it back, though. Don't be so dour, Jeeves. The world okay. can't afford to lose somebody with a heart as gold as yours. Oh, that's the most kind thing anyone's ever said to me, my lord. <laughs> Just know, Jeeves, I've never met a more loyal carriage driver than, than you. Of course not, my lord. Of course. Seems a little agitated. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can, I can imagine. Yeah. You guys head north. And yes, this is this is my right now. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe well before we talk about what happens on the road, if anything happens on the road, uh, mm -hmm. let's talk about how you guys are moving. You've got 120 people. Uh, are you? Is everyone marching in a column? Is everyone just kind of in a big mass? How do you keep everyone together and make sure no one I gets lost? Where are you guys we're, positioned we're in all of this? I think Klein and Van will probably be together somewhere. Um, but we will make sure that the guards and knights try to keep the people together. I was actually going to suggest we go on opposite ends. Because yeah. we're probably... I don't want there to be like something shows up on one end and just kills like a third of the group before we have a chance to run up and help it, help them. So I think we'd be on opposite ends with like... Uh, there's four knights, right? Two knights and two knights. Two so a knight guard. with each of us, a knight with each of us, and a town guard with each of us. So basically three on either end. Is and, that uh, front and back, or is that left and right? Front and back, and then I was gonna have them like spread out. So it's kind of like, um, you know, Van and Kine are kind of in the middle of this group, and then like the town guard off to his left, kind of in the corner of this mm -hmm. group, and then uh, the knight off to the right, and then kind of the same thing for Kine. So it's kind of like they're boxed in. Right. I hear we you. Form like a, a box around them. Yeah. And then we have people with the people with yeah, and they're probably they're probably taking up the sides. Sure. All right. So who wants front? Who wants back? Uh, Van will take the front. I think I have a higher perception score, so it might be good for me to be the. Uh... Yeah, maybe you should then go into to the back if you have a higher perception score. I mean. Uh it's, sure. Why it's not? less likely to notice something coming from behind. That's than... true. The, the Ashlands is really open right now. Very open. Okay, then yeah, I'll, I'll take the back since I guess the only case where you'd really need a high perception is if something's sneaking up on you. Lord Dicky Kugler takes the front. <laughs> He's the knight um, with Kine. And Breda takes the back with Van Helsing. Uh, Julius goes with Breda and Van Helsing. Mm -hmm. And Ethel goes with Lord Dicky Kugler. And That's worth Mother Elise. Mother Elise is in the middle. Okay. Oh, Neil, you would love Crusader Kings, too. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you can make names like Dickie Kugler, that game was made for you. <laughs> it's a fantastic NPC name. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Uh, you guys proceed through the, the open area north of Shirebrook, um, making it all the way to the edge of the Ashlands, where the... Oh, kind of you the said that we were heading north of Shirebrook during this time? Yes. Okay, Van actually wants to haul people really fast and get a small group to go grab some barrels of water. Because that was one thing I just forgot about. Hmm. We probably want to bring water with us. We can Because people, people die of thirst much quicker than starvation. Yeah. And I, I thought we were already pretty far north, so I was like, shit, I guess we'll wait till we reach Anvil. But if we're just like heading out of Shirebrook at this sure. point, then you Van will just stop. grab a few people to go get some barrels and fill it up and, with water. Yeah, we can take them on carts. 
There yeah. are many barrels uh, around mm -hmm. town for firefighting purposes, and they can be yeah. freshened up with river wa uh, river water instead of water that's been sitting for a while. It'll take hours, but I don't think time is much of a concern for you guys. I mean, we're making a massive journey up to heat stroke at this point. It's not like a couple of hours is going to make the difference. Right. So, so we'll, get, we'll get the water, and we'll have people who aren't armed kind of like wheeling it in the wagons. Sure. Uh, and they can they can take shifts. They'll, they can sort with it on their own. Wagons here. Yeah. Like just a push cart. Like things like right. That. I don't think you come across any push carts. I, I think you look around Shirebrook and they, it's devoid of push carts or wagons or anything that you would use to haul. There are things missing from this town. We, that we ought took to be one here. last time. Yeah, we had them. We had one when we went to Kynes Village. Well, then I clearly <laughs> fucked up that one. That one was a mistake. <laughs> Not that the door locking was fine. Push carts are a mistake. Uh, I guess there's one push cart somehow. All right, so we, we load up some water on that on that cart. Yeah, and I think other people can just roll barrels on their side. Yeah. People people have probably wineskins or something. They can... Yeah, and we can have people, like, if we want somebody I... to carry it, we can just fill it up halfway and then have, like, a half-full barrel. And so I can, during the journey, if we make stops, I can try to find some water nearby, some creeks. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just want to make sure people aren't going to die in, like, three days from thirst. That's a, a good measure to make. So you've got yeah. people rolling barrels of water. You've got this one mysterious cart. The only cart in all of Shirebrook that you've loaded up with a few barrels <laughs> that is being pulled. Uh, thank God for that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> um, why Maybe, don't we actually oh, you said that things people had on them went with them to the Shadow Realm. Maybe somebody was like pushing a cart through the town square. When it Ooh, there we go. That's it. Someone was pushing yep. a cart through town square. Thanks, Van. Yep. Um, you guys make it north of Shirebrook. You make it through the, the grasslands there. North of that little coastal wood. It's not thick enough to even have a name of its own and make it to the edge of the ashlands uh, out here it's just low-lying chaparral nothing more than three feet tall except for maybe the occasional thing that comes up to four feet tall but it's wide open area we just follow the tree line this yep. way it's not hard to get lost uh no it w it's very difficult to get lost out here you can see the coastline on one side with the, the trees there and openness everywhere else so yeah so we just keep that to our right so we know we're going north um, and you guys will stop every so often for resting uh, you're going to be moving fairly slowly because you're pushing these barrels and then you have this large group of people and large groups just move more slowly than small groups and you've got a lot of civilians with you including some children and some elderly and so it, it is slow going but why don't we take mm -hmm. a break right now before you guys get into too much trouble. And sure. when we come back, we'll see what happens in the Ashlands. See you guys on the other side. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes Other Side. So, okay. uh, you guys make it into the Ashlands. And making so... way to Anvil. Yes. Uh, the Ashlands, as I said, are this low-lying chaparral, nothing higher than three feet. Um, there's lots of brush everywhere, but it's slightly spaced out, uh, so you don't have a hard time making your way through it. This is normally the area where you might find goblins popping out of the ground to stab at people or ambush and just kind of like by. reminisces about those days longingly, about just fighting hordes of goblins at a time. Just kind of, ah, those were the days. <laughs> um, but there comes definitely... a, a shout from cool. somewhere in the masses. 
there's too many people for you to really see what's going on, and the shouts die down within a minute, uh, or within, you know, a, a few seconds, and then people so start gonna, clustering around. Then I'll halt the group and uh, start shouting, what is it? You make your way through the group to find two people roiling around on the ground, clutching their chests. Does it look similar to all the times that people were uh, inhabited by ghosts? Yes, and the people around them have... are looking on with the horror and shock. Do uh, they have, like, uh, bands around their arm already? Do they have ribbons nope. already marked? Okay. No, you get it from the people that were standing near them that two more of these weird shadowy figures emerged from, excuse me, behind, uh, from underneath some brush and just grabbed onto them as they went yeah. by. Uh, there there right. wasn't even I a mean... chance for anyone to, to do anything. It was just over an no. instant. All right, we're going to need to mark them as well, but mm. I think in the future we're just going to have to keep this group going around a brush. It might take a, it might make it take a little bit longer, but it should be a little bit safer that way. All right, the group presses on. People are mm -hmm. getting a little more wary. They're clearly uncomfortable by the the notion yeah. that at any time, anywhere, one of these things could just reach out and grab you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I think Van reflects on you know how weak the common person is compared to like a seasoned adventurer who's you know used to the idea that he could just be attacked at any time mm. these people are like i mean we're we're constantly in danger <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's the life <laughs> i could always be a basilisk behind the next tree yeah <laughs> that one time i almost looked into a basilisk's eyes after walking into a cave mm -hmm. that time i almost died due to a basilisk bad breath yeah, the time that I almost got skewered in one hit by an ogre chucking a spear from two football fields away. The time where I almost died to a tiger because someone wanted to turn into a tree. Hey, that was a good idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by that that tree spell. Should have climbed up the tree. You guys continue moving. Um, kind, can I get a perception check from you, please? Yes. Uh, do the um, the do do the knight and the god also get one? Why don't you just roll a perception check? Excellent. All right, so you're walking when you see... Not, it's not on the horizon because it's this dim twilight where you, your vision doesn't quite extend that far. You can only make out things moving once they're within a few hundred feet of you. But you see this long, maybe not that long, but a, a line of black shapes moving above you, towards you, maybe 10 feet off the ground. Mm -hmm. They're smallish. Do they look like the shades we saw in the that possess people? No, these are flying. Like the the wombats. I don't know what a wombat is, but <laughs> similar to like like the chomp bats. How far away are they? Half similar to chomp bats. <laughs> All right, oh. so Van Van's going to um. There's Van's some trees in the back. and can't see shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, this is coming it. from the front. Yeah. Uh, okay. How far away are they? Can I send? Two hundred feet. God, it's so uh, hard to uh, tell with that with this light. I will hold the group. Uh, hold. Yeah, it takes a while to to stop the whole entourage. Maybe not that long. Maybe a, a round to stop. Uh, but everyone comes to a stop. Dicky, not Dicky. Uh, Ethel points out. Head. Go ahead. Yeah. Get get the get the people with weapons. Get them. And I will ready an arrow. And how far away? Uh, that's uh, they're they're flying in your direction. They're maybe two hundred feet now. So why don't we roll some initiative? All right. 
Not good. Um, you know, yeah. Why don't we just have you guys roll without modifiers to speed? So, Van Helsing, you get up front. Yep, you I'm gonna are the... hold an action. I'm gonna hold an attack, ready to hit the first one to come near me. Okay. And it's gonna shout to the people, "Hold the line! Hold the line!" <laughs> they do. The bats go last. Everyone has their attacks ready. Kind, you have an arrow notched, right? Yeah, I will shoot one. Uh, how far away? Uh, you beat them in initiative, so they're 200 feet, but you can wait until they're closer if you'd like. Um, well, uh, my second shot isn't after them, so I I shoot as, as soon as I, they are in short range, so within 150 feet. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a shot. 10. 10 is a miss. Your arrow flies <laughs> wide. Please mark one down. Uh, the chompers close with the group. It's a, a lot of them. Maybe yeah, what, what about the crossbows? A dozen or so? Oh, that's right. You got a bunch of crossbows. Yeah, they probably fire before they close. Yes, all the crossbow people are armed and I ready. Can, sure. I can roll those if you want. What? Uh, how many do we have again? There's six. Six, six. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to have them fire. So 60, 20. Mm -hmm. 12, 18, 13, 9, 19, and 9. Um, one hit and two crits. Okay, so I'll roll the D. Is it D four for a crossbow? It's D6 or no, it's plus one. two point Neil. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've got the two point Neil numbers. Uh, I will Here's also, the... um, when I shoot, I will also call to the people. Ready your weapons. They will clash uh, against us. There's the hit and the two crits. Okay. I think the crits probably kill because I'm pretty sure they're yes. one hit dice creatures. Yes, the crits kill. The hit wounds. Mm -hmm. Um, and the chompers fly ever closer. Uh, the two knights make their attacks. It's uh, like plus three to hit. One hitting and killing. The other missing. Hit dots. Um, the two guards take stabs. One with a natural one. Uh, passes check. And one with a 19, which is a crit. Which is 2d6. I probably should just had Kine roll these attacks. That's 11 damage, dropping another one of these chompers. And the other spearmen who have kind of formed the front of the line... They're nervous. This is their most of their time, their first time in battle. But they hold it oh, kind. Why don't you make me uh, 12 attacks? Just a 12d20. Yeah. Not all, not all spearmen are in position? Mm, no, because there's only so many of these things, and they're not like lining up one-to-one -one with each spearman, so they're, they're kind of packed. So... Um, <laughs> wow. Two hits. Maybe, maybe, maybe Sean should roll them. <laughs> Give me a oh, 2d6. That was, that was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> if we die to your shitty rolls, Sebastian, I'm going to be so mad. It is ineffective. Um, so how many are left? That is 10, 22 bats. Kind of collide into the the pack of people. Yeah. What about my attack? Um. Oh, do you not make your attack already? I haven't. Yeah, Please make your attack. People? What about the 15? other people who are, they have clubs and such? 
we'll get there. Eleven drops one. Okay. So the the wave of bats kind of strikes the the first row of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna make my roll. No, I can't. How do I make my roll in secret without showing you guys and roll? Uh, slash GM roll. Yeah, but it might show up for chat. Oh, it will show up for chat. That's all right. Uh, yeah. Uh, seriously, someone should check the algorithm for roll twenty for my rolls because <laughs> I I really you're you're the new Bregor. It's that's, just, I mean, that's all there is to it. It's a player's right to complain about the dice. Yeah. You know, it's it's like a soldier's right to complain about life. It's, the only difference between you and Bregor is that you just roll shitty in general, whereas he just rolled an uncharacteristic number of ones. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The chompers collide. Oh god, yeah, these rolls are way better. Um, <laughs> I don't have the robot in my face. <laughs> roll them manually. Uh, damage is d6. Do we have to roll for uh, people's health? Um, yeah, I've got some healths marked down already. Okay. You know, how high do these things fly? Are they like face level, basically? No, they were flying okay. a little bit higher, but they kind of came down okay. towards face this level is... to attack you. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have this as like a future knowledge. Fan files that away. Okay. Yeah, I have not bro- broken a magic bow yet. <laughs> yes, is the keyword there. Yes. But you also haven't found a magic bow yet, so you couldn't have broken it. Mm. Well, I have a magic axe. That's true. But I have not really rolled so bad with the X. Sticks. Mm-hmm. Twelve. It's, it's oh my god. Two nat twenties. Okay, Actually, those are crits. Good knock you have a point. It's the Will Wheaton curse, yeah. <laughs> you could call it that. It's gonna drop. One, two. Three and then two more hits. Um, and go down to five. Let's see. It's twelve of them. And then it's three more. Um, uh, do they all crash into the line of spearmen, or do they? Do the so the first behind? ones kind of hit the people in the front, and then the other ones fly past them towards the line. Yes, the people behind are going to get attacks. Don't worry. I'm not screwing you. But it is a chaotic scene for you guys to see because you're surrounded by hundreds of people and there's all these big flying bats everywhere with big sharp teeth and it's it's kind of a mess. Van, you killed the one that was against you, right? Yes. Yeah, cool. Um, that is... <laughs> and if another one comes up, it's AC20 for your reference. Uh, good. We'll have to check that. Okay, um, one does come after Kine with a miss. One does come after Van Helsing with a, an 18? No, 20. Nope, not quite. Um, and then a few of them swarm up and above while four of your other armed people, ooh, one, nine, 10 are all misses, but an 18 is a crit. Uh, brings one of the bats down as well. Nice. Okay. So, a few of the bats, after kind of colliding, trying to chomp at someone, missing them, change their trajectory and fly overhead. And we're going to go into the next round. 
Uh, why don't you, okay. one of you roll a d10 for you guys, one of you roll a d10 uh, for I'm your NPCs, and I'll just roll a d10 for the monsters. I get a second shot. Please, what are you making your second shot at? Because everything around you is, there's a bat on someone, or some people yeah, are falling to the ground. It, it's a chaotic mess. Who are you shooting? Uh, I should probably, uh, nah, no, I probably put away my bow and take out my axe and shot sword. Okay. And you wanted me to roll for NPCs? Uh, yeah, just a D10 for the party and a D10 for the NPCs. So the okay. D10 is for, though, so we have the a D10 two. The D10 is for the NPCs, the, the yeah. two is for the party. Yeah. Alright, party goes first. Kine and Van Helsing? Um, uh, do the bats look, or the wombat chompers look like they will come into another charge against us? The ones that they uh, have are not currently eating someone's face seem to be flying away. Um, uh, uh, are there ch some chomping on? Oh. Is there uh, one in range that is chomping on someone clearly alive? Yes. Um, can I attack them and carefully strike the bat? Like, nope. Can the, I the bat is like sitting on the person's the face. Off. Yeah, can I just pull the bat off them? Like, go up and try and like rip it off. Sure, you can. You can make an opposed strength check to rip the bat sure. off. But if you want to make a, a sl attack at it, you're gonna risk the person. <laughs> Natural twenty. Uh, yeah, you rip the bat off the person. You right. got it in can both I also just, hands. Like, crush it's a... it into the ground in that case. <laughs> I just like, I mean, like, you wrote Natural twenty. Like so. kneel on it or something with your knee. Oh, I was just thinking like literally just drop it to the ground WWE style. Like rip it off this person, then just like drop down on top of it. Yeah. And I will probably come in and hack on it with an X. Make me an attack roll then, Van Helsing, to WWE okay. it to the ground because it's a, it's flapping, it's struggling yeah, yeah, against yeah, sure, you. Sure. Okay, it's not. It doesn't get flapped to the ground. You go to drop it, it on the ground and it, it like you land on its wing, and the rest of it's still flapping, and the wing seems more or less intact. Kind, what are you doing? Uh, can I attack it with alt hitting Van? No, you can make an attack roll, uh, uh, firing its <laughs> melee attack roll. I will just attack one that is jumping on someone who's already dead. Okay, go ahead and make me roll the hit. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> critting Ben or something yet. Twelve was a hit against it. Give me some damage there. Twelve's a hit. Three. Uh, Neil, uh, I think I might have had two hits and two crits then. No, no, I am. Okay, so you were factoring in negatives. I, I'm, I'm factoring in something. Okay, um, but but I, I like that you're paying attention to what numbers need to be hits and misses. Good job. Yeah, um, um, I will also attack with my short sword because okay. I'm. Yeah, the three does not kill. Go ahead and make your short sword attack against the same one. That is a plus. Ooh, swing and a miss. Um, and then the bats go. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight that are still on living people. And they will chomp. Ooh, two natural ones and a five. Those are misses. The others, oh, those three are hits. Doing damage to. Welcome to the and two more. Those are both hits. Um, bring this person to 
So this is an absolute chaotic situation. People are screaming, people are getting jumped on, and Van is just <laughs> taking one of these creatures <laughs> and slamming it into the ground. Mm -hmm. I, I uh, found my true love, kissed her on stage, and then RKO'd her for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, the people with, with clubs come in and start trying to beat bats off of people, but of course there's a chance they're going to hit their friends in this process. Can they not so... just try to pry them off? Uh, well, that might make sense, but these are panicked civilians who are being attacked by flying bats with sharp teeth. They, they're not necessarily following first order optimal solutions here. They are. Hey, their int is dropped by four or five. <laughs> That's his reason. Okay, so four out of seven successfully target bats. The other three accidentally target people. Um, ooh, 16, 16, 15, 17 against the bats. That are, those are all hits. Nice. Doing... D4 plus one, so. Yep. Yes. On ooh, five, five, four, and three, five, five, four, three is almost a kill. That drops. Oh no, that actually is a kill. Oh no, yeah, it's okay. Uh, drops that by three more, bringing it to here. Uh, Van, did you already? Yeah, you already went. You didn't mm -hmm. kill yours. Kind, you almost killed one, right? Not yeah, quite. Yeah. Okay. And then the other people nearby come over and... Oh, wait. No, the attacks against the civilians are all misses, surprisingly. And then the second group of people coming up with clubs smashing are... What is that? Large combat is such a bitch. Two, four, six. Two, four, That's six. That's why I avoid it myself. Yeah. Uh, question: The second oh for fighters is that is it counted in combat rounds in general or combat rounds as long uh, I use melee weapons with? I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. Um, do I get my second attack as a fighter for my axe? Um, At because... level seven. Hmm? You. You get oh oh because you have expertise. Yeah, uh, do okay. I get it? Uh, is you get it at the end of the round. Okay. Yeah. The question was: Was uh, do the rounds counted as as long as I use the weapon? Uh, yes. Weapon, or? As long as you continue using the same weapon, it counts. But if you make an attack with an axe and then throw a dagger, the next round that you make an attack with an axe would be one again. Uh, well, the question was because I attacked with a bow before. Does this count as the second? No, this round? is your first round that you're using an axe. Oh, so that I don't get uh, the second attack. Right, right. You've got to... All the axes start independently of each other. So the second round of clubbers come up. Not even... Out of the six of them, none of them target uh, an NPC. All of them target bats. Dropping nice. three more. So the game of gold was invented. Okay. Um, Van, do you get a second attack this round? Do you have expertise as well? Uh, I do have expertise, so yeah. Uh, okay. I'll take. I'll just stab at the one that I just pinned with my with my scimitar and just try and jam it to death. Hey, okay. roll the hit. Nineteen. No, hold on. You body slammed a, a bat this round. You didn't even yeah. make a, a a sword attack. Do right? I not get my uh, my no. expertise back then? Okay. No, 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 no. Sorry. Yeah, we were just having a discussion. I got confused. Um, that's everyone's made their attacks. Next round mm -hmm. initiative. Someone, Van, roll for the NPCs. Kine, roll for PCs for just a D10. Okay. Initiative. 
bats go on two. <laughs> of course. Of course. Okay. I mean, it I mean luckily, last time we fought these things, they just, like, flew off after the, after the first, like, pass through. So hopefully this won't be real bad. I mean, it's not like I would roll good any anything, right? Oh, God. The remaining chompers that are chomping living people are rolling well. Uh... I think they're probably going to finish off all the living people that they're stuck to. Uh, that's... Four, four... Nope, that person survives. That's a kill. That person survives. Oh my god, this person survived three attacks by a chomper. They're a hero. I should get a medal. Okay. There are... There's more than five of these things left, but it's hard to see with everyone cl climbing over each other and people falling on the ground and dead bats and dead people and corpses everywhere. It, it, it's hard to get an appropriate count on what's going will, on, but it is the NPC's turn. Kind, you want to roll me um, 10d2? One's target bats, two's target people, and then 10d20. Shouldn't they be more likely to uh, target bats on account of the bats being like on top of all these people? Yes, but the bats are so much smaller than a person. Okay. I figured the two wash each other out. Oh, nice. So One three target targets bats. against people. So give me 3d10 for uh, hitting NPCs. 3d10? Yeah, uh, 3d20. Sorry. I mean, I'm okay with the d10s. <laughs> 3d20, please. <sighs> Ooh, two oh. hits. Give me a 2d6 against folks. Put the one who's not hit, please be the I'm sorry, guy. Uh, d4 plus one twice. Yeah. That. So, d4, I, I just rolled d2. So, a four and a two, three. Okay. Uh, that drops that person, that drops that person. Now give me seven d20 against the bats. Isn't the just guy, roll everything below ten. It's the guy below ten. Against the bats. 70 20. Oh my Two God. hits against bats. Give me another 2d4 and I'll we'll add one to them. Fashion, what the hell, man? Yeah. Alright, dropping two bats from the party, from the group. One save. And it is the uh, player's one turn. Save. One save for the person who wrote a natural one. Um, go ahead, make me saving throw for Steph. I'm actually thinking about scrapping. Ooh, nice pass. Scrapping the the critical fail table. It's it's just too many dice rolls for not enough cool effects. Yeah, um, I think it's um. I, I like yeah, I like the I concept, but I don't like the execution. It's bothering me. Um, um, okay, it's the guy the guy who survived who survived three attacks. You don't know I who will... that is. It's a, it's, it. a, it's a random NPC. You don't even know that a person survived three attacks. I had a feeling. I would just go to up to a living person who is still alive with the bats on them and try to pry the bats. Give me a strength check. Sure, I think. Nope. You can't rip the bat off the person. Kind of uh, van. So are there any chomping on dead people? Yeah. And there are people chomping on living people? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to try and pry. Would I be able to pry one off and then just stab it when I have it in my hands? Not with a scimitar, with a dagger. Hmm. All right, I'm going to try doing another WWE SummerSlam then. So I'm going to try and pry one off. Strength check. Oh my god. Oh, cannot do. Okay. Um, 
Uh, Kine, can you give me one? Can you give me one strength check for random NPC? Ten strength. Twenty-six. Nice. All right, one person rips a bat off of them and manages to chuck it to the side. And uh, let's roll initiative. Hopefully, we'll finish up combat this round. So, okay. Ben, uh, Sean, could you please roll for us? Okay, <laughs> sure. Other people. Kind, roll for the NPCs, please. <laughs> the universe. Just roll a ten. Just roll a ten. Just let the. Oh, okay. All right, NPCs go first. Uh, there are six living bats. So, why don't you give me twelve d one? I'm sorry, twelve d two for. NPCs that can target bats, whether or not they hit the bat or the person. Ooh, okay. And give me five d20 for attacks against NPCs. Come on. Oh, oh okay. two hits. Give me a, a d4 and a two d4. Two d4 for the crit. Oh, okay. A yeah, eighteen for crit. crit. Yeah, and a that d4 for the hit. Done. So it's seven damage because of the no, the one Plus gets one. does the one get double two? No, yes, because no. it's part of the the base damage die. Yeah. So it's uh, eight. Eight damage. Yeah. Um, Wait, it get so we go up to yeah, so if you critical my my d twenty or my d eight plus three go up to d eight plus six. No, no, no. So a warhammer does d four plus one because that's the weapon right, my damage. Scimitar so the weapon does damage. plus two. But that's because oh, okay. of the magical effect. So the magical effect okay. and strength doesn't get doubled, but the uh, the plus okay. one from a weapon type would. The normal hit is uh, two damage. Okay. And give me two, four, six, seven, d twenty against bats. Oh, nice! There we go. Oh, there we go. Uh, That's six hits. So, yes, uh, including two crits. Okay, let's do the normal hits first. Mm -hmm. All the normal hits. <laughs> Five, two, two, three. First crit. It's seven. And second crit. Eight. Okay, you said five, two, two, three. Five, then. two, two, three does not quite kill. And then you said. Seven and eight. Seven and eight. Seven does kill. And eight kills. Actually, that that uh, that's all of them. That's all the bats. Cool. Nice. Okay. The people slow down, realize that the the chompers are dead. The other ones flew off, oh. and there's a, a momentary break where Mother Elise come, where Mother Elise comes in and starts looking around at the the dead, starts tallying mm -hmm. them. How many did we lose? Eight, nine, wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Including people in armor, but the armor can be salvaged. And this PS2, so. Yes. Thirteen people. Oh. So. Hmm. Well. Other Neil, I want to check out one of these dead bats. Does it have eyes? No. Okay, so Van uh, is going to give a little bit of like a grief period. We just lost 13 people. But once we've kind of rounded everything up and uh, we're moving again, he's going to inform people that these creatures likely work by sound 
And next time we see a big swarm of them coming to crouch low and make as little noise as possible and only react if they swarm down on you. So if they come directly to us. Um, I mean, they were flying overhead, right? And then they lowered their altitude to come yeah, down and swarm on us. It's best not to completely do nothing if they come directly for us. Well, that's what I'm saying, like, crouch down, because you can easily stand back up again. So next time they show up, just crouch down, make as little noise as possible, and see if they fly overhead. So, uh, as he says that, I was like, people, even if they, we don't see them, be as quiet as possible while we are marching. Hopefully we won't attract another swarm. Okay. Oh, we can't do much. We can't do much for the dead, so we have to move on. Yeah. Don't have the time. The group continues through the Ashlands, the barren wasteland of this area. Uh, after God knows how many hours have passed, it seems like everyone needs to settle down for a night's worth of rest or a, a day's worth of rest, as it might be, whatever period of measure. Mm-hmm. Um, the cries of hunger are really starting to come from the from the people it's been it's at le- it's been at least three days maybe as many as six or seven days since you've been here and people mm-hmm. have been a lot of people have been without food for a long time um, they look like they're starting to grow a little faint maybe a little bit weak I mean starvation hunger the feeling of hunger fades after a while because <laughs> oh you might be interested in that Neil it's um I was re- Somebody, somebody linked or talked about that, and I looked it up. But apparently, you stop feeling hungry after you've gone for a while without food. Like it's it's an early reflex to let you know you need food. But like sometimes, like especially back when humans were like hunter gatherers, you uh, you didn't always find a meal. And if you were just like feeling faint from starvation, you wouldn't be on point to be like go out and hunt and get more food. Mm-hmm. So after a while, like the feelings of hunger start to fade away. Because you need to be, like, your body is going, okay, no, I'm going to suppress this urge because right. I need this person to be on point when they go out to hunt again. Well, it's been some time and people are, yeah. they're not happy. They, they are hungry. These soft villagers who have grown up with everything they've always needed in their entire lives. Maybe they've had to do some hard work for it, but they've never had mm-hmm. very many hungry days. Are, are not doing well in this mm-hmm. strange environment without food, being attacked by bats, having their friends and family possessed by some sort of shadowy demon thingies in a colored, desaturated world. Did any of the people die who had these things in them? No. Okay. It was only 10% of your population that you lost. Yeah. Uh, And only, I think, eight people are possessed total. That's what we're calling it. Uh, So Van is going to um, um, lead a prayer. He's going to get with Mother Elise and help lead a prayer to kind of distract people from these, like, the, the harshness of the reality that we're in is going to try and focus people on the goal ahead, making it to the pyramid and reconnecting with the gods so that we can receive aid from them. Uh, as, he, as he does that, I uh, go to remember a quiet prayer. Uh, not not loud, because we don't want to attract any unwanted attention. Right don't now. worry, Kain. Um, um, by the way, Neil, we did, when we distribute uh, the weapons and armor from the people who fell, um, I would. There, there are two guys that ha, don't have a family, right? Uh, that are possessed or something by the creatures. Yeah. I'll make these two. If make these two part of the armed people. Okay. You take. It takes a little while to find them in the group, but you can do so. Uh, they ask. 
Because you clearly search them out instead of just handing the weapons and armor to whoever's closest to you. Um, they ask I why say, why them? Uh, mainly because you don't suffer from hunger right now and you don't have a family that... Uh, what do you mean? I'm, I'm hungry. I'm starving. I know you're not hungry. Don't lie to me. And I look him into the eye with a... How, how'd you know? What's wrong I with me? Show, uh, I show him the, the... I'm also marked, so... Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it now. Just... Don't tell the others. Are, you are marked. If they... It's, it's. I mean, we made it common knowledge that the people who are marked don't suffer from hunger. I've been saying I'm hungry this whole time. I'm not. I want the others to look at me weird. I mean, anyway, you I hope you understand. And I. They take the weapons and armor. Rolling more HP as the weapons get redistributed. The march continues, slow but steady, through the Ashlands. Um, um, let's see. So normally a, an, uh, an adventuring party of four can go 24 miles in a day. Because um, you're moving at moving rate 12. I'm going to say with your whole group here, you're moving quite a bit slower. You've got old, you've got weak, you've got barrels <laughs> that are being rolled and carts that are being pulled. So I'm going to say... Technically, Neil, old and young people move at the same rate as perfectly healthy uh, normal people. Uh, but some of, these old people, <laughs> some of these old people are, are gimped and the children mm. get tired easily. So I think your movement rate is going to be about oh, yes. half. Um, so you're going about... 12 miles a day, and the Ashlands are a pretty easy area to traverse. So you can do, I think, 12 miles a day through the Ashlands. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, we will head to Anvil. So once right. we get about around that point... Well, I mean, think Anvil is mostly to um, restock on water, pick up any extra weapons we can find, yeah. and I then... Mean, um, we will probably head to Anvil once we reach about this point, because we don't want to yeah. go through the forest. Right. So, so you're going to go around the, the firewood? Yeah, and then head to Anvil. Okay. It Once takes... It definitely takes days to travel mm. through this area. Um, okay. And it's been... The, the next two days pass without incident, without bats, without demons, without any That's sign of life other than your, your, your people. You know, I'll, I'll take it. That's quite a bit better than when we were going south into the mountains. <laughs> the, like, three encounters in four hours. Yeah. All right, so we go for a couple of days, no encounters. So we're getting close to the edge of the forest? Yes, you see the firewood appearing on the horizon. Okay. Okay. So we uh, and the, the that that I I'm that break period. I'm not going to call it a night cuz you're not quite sleeping, but that mm -hmm. period of rest. Um the nobles gather around with the two of you to discuss mm -hmm. what to do. Okay, one thing I want to mention during those two days, Van's going to spend, like, one full rest period just trying to connect with Cheese. Just, like, a full a full night at one of those points. That was kind of what I was going for on the ship, was if we had, like, a full day. I just wanted to, like, sit there in prayer the whole time. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think Van's going to try and spend one of those full nights connecting with Cheese. Or attempting to. Oh. Give me a... 
I'm just gonna roll things in secret. Okay. La, la, la. Okay. Seventeen wisdom, if that's uh, relevant. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, so you <laughs> uh, So your your prayers to Chis kind of feel like you're. They just feel empty. There's no reply. There's, you know, it's like you're looking out into the night sky, on mm-hmm. a moonless, cloudy night. It's just empty. It is. It's just, like calling someone. You know, they are home, but they are not picking up. It's like calling out, you wake up in the night and you call out for your parents and they don't answer. It's that sort of mm-hmm. kind of empty, lost feeling. All right. So Van will try that both nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just no connection. No, you can't reach him mm-hmm. in the slightest. Okay. And then after that. So um, you guys, okay, yeah, so that, you said it was two days going to the, yeah, there, there was nothing I want to do on the third, the third rest period, but we don't have that, so. Kind. Anything in particular you're doing during this resting period, or anything you want to say to the nobles that gather around to discuss what to do with the people? Um. Yeah. They. Wait. Well. What they, are they saying? Uh, they're nobles. just gathering everyone around uh, to, you know, discuss plans. We've made it through the Ashlands. That. That's the firewood up ahead. I've seen it a hundred times before. Anvil's just on the other side. Now I know, you said you, we wanted to walk around, but that'll take at least twice as long as cutting through it. Yeah, but in the forest, we will have... If anything attacks us, we will be in even more disarray than a few days or whatever, how long it was earlier. And it will be more difficult to keep the people together. And we won't see attackers coming from far away. I know how long people can go without food, but... They can... Uh, people can go quite a while without food. But... I mean, it's not like it'd be that much faster to cut through the firewood, because we'd be, we'd be moving through trees instead of open territory. And the, yeah. the raw distance we'd have to travel is only the square root of A squared plus B squared, so... <laughs> Excuse me? Probably... <laughs> He's trying to oh, say... Oh, wait, never mind, never mind. I don't have math as a... I, I, originally, I put down math as one of my uh, potential non-weapon proficiencies, but I forgot I got rid of that. No. In short, we would probably be even slower in the woods. Uh, do you know anything about the armory or keep an anvil? How many weapons are there? Do you know anything about that? No, unfortunately I don't. Are there, uh, were there any smith or weaponsmith in anvil? Uh, I can't say. Mm, too bad. Well, let's well, I think there's find... a more pressing question, says mm. Lord Boxer. Mm-hmm. It is been probably been about a week since we've been here Mm -hmm. people are going hungry we might want to start talking about alternative sources of food well whatever food we can find here probably won't feed us we already know that these creatures that enter the people I said alternative sources of food I will not talk about cannibalizing people. Would you rather have everyone starve? You might not be feeling hunger. You might not be feeling fatigue. I understand where he's coming from, Kine. I know what he means. I, I won't start maybe. killing people, but I, I can understand why he would want to... Uh... Not saying maybe, killing people, maybe but... Sh- maybe, yeah. maybe we should hold off until we get to heat stroke about this matter. There's one thing that you should know weeks. about this. Yeah, I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but one, one concern I do have with this is as soon as we start eating people, morale is going to plummet. Yes. 
<laughs> like it's not already plummeted. Like morale's in a, a half-decent position. I understand where you're coming from. Next time we, we face death in this group, we can uh, we can look into that as an option. Just thought we we'll, should we'll make another, think we'll make about another it council. heavily before we... I, I feel I like this sort of decision should have unanimous support from the upper class. The commoners if won't. We don't. No offense, but take it well if we're divided on this topic. Additionally, it's uh, if we don't make this decision soon ourselves, they'll do it for us. Hungry people are... They're, they're off to take matters into their own hands. Right. I, I understand how much this troubles you, Kine. I, it troubles me, too. It goes against the many, many principles that I hold close to me, but frankly, practicality is what's going to get us out of this world. I agree, I agree. Let's get ourselves to Anvil. Okay. We'll go really around like the woods to... so we don't lose anyone in there. Okay. Also, I do actually have mathematics, so that, that comment does stand. I, I did mention the, the Pythagorean theorem. In short, we, were, we would be slower in the forest. Yeah. I would ask you to give the Pythagorean theorem its own name in this world, but I don't want to have to remember <laughs> it, so we'll just keep it that way. Van Helsing's mathematical theorem. <laughs> Little do we know, Van's backstory is that he's a, a mathematician. <laughs> And I did it. I did it when I wasn't working as a stonemason. Mm -hmm. While you, you were working, you uh, uh, did uh, predict. Um, you did make using math. You made out how to perfectly cut the stone. And, and little does the party know that solipsism incident was actually him just needing another person to solve an equation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a wonderful night riddling out this this equation that I just could never get to balance properly. Yeah, you gotta figure out. That's a new one. Okay, the group starts moving north along the edge of the firewood. The you guys lost ten people in that. Um, I'm sorry, thirteen people in that bat encounter. Yep. And you're down to 107 total. Uh, you continue along the edge of the ashlands and the firewood. When there are once again more cries from within the the mass of people, uh, actually, let me see. Anything happened? Ooh, um, actually, Kine and and Van Helsing, would you both please roll me perception checks? Your one of these sure. attacks occurs near the front, and one of them occurs near the back. No. Nope. Pass. All right. Uh, roll me initiative, Sean. See if you can act before the creature. Maybe not. No, no. So you see one of the near one of the kind of small shrubs nearby. Uh, one of these shadows leaps out at a person. You get your sword out, but not before it lands on the person and begins to merge inside of them. Um, oh. You can go ahead and stab the person if you want. Uh, <laughs> no, I, d I don't think other people are quite quite uh, hardy enough to survive the Sudoku method sure. of, of you know, spirit exorcism. Kine, you don't notice it until it's too late, until the, the demon has already merged with the, the other person. Nothing else to do, mock them and... Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, by the way, <laughs> that's the official title. Van Helsing Sudoku method of demon exorcism. <laughs> Wait. You can, you can call it Tsukuku. I mean, at this point, you can call no, it... No, it's because 
Yeah. I'm not disemboweling them. I'm just stabbing them. So it's yeah. it's not quite accurate so, enough to be stabbing. What would be stabbing in Japanese? <laughs> Let's see. So that's another six people this time around possessed okay. by these creatures. I don't know sure. why it's still shit background. So we will lead a, de a demon army back into the material. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, most of these people aren't going to make it back. Let's be real. Like speaking out of game, a lot of these guys are going to die. We can keep our hopes up, though. Yeah. Just maybe. Um, the journey continues for another two days around the firewood. There's no sign of more bats, no sign of more demons, no sign of gargoyles or, or mists with blood in them. Um, but two days later, you come around to Anvil. Sorry, so you were... We, we have another two days. Van's going to do some more stuff at night. Okay. First night, he's going to sleep because it's, it's been a while. He's probably exhausted. And then um, the, the second time, he's going to uh, attempt a different a different prayer. What prayer? Um, uh, Van is going to try and contact Malchus. Because, like, so I know it didn't work the first time, but I would imagine getting silence back when trying to commune with a deity who isn't the one I, I serve, right? Like, that's probably what I would expect. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Van Helsing's going to try it again, and he's going to try and get in touch with Malchus. Uh, because I've, I've still got this feeling. Like, he disappeared from the stars... He went to some plane nobody knows about. Nobody knows where he is, and his clerics couldn't get in contact with him on the Prime Material plane. Van's still got this lingering feeling that Malchus might have something to do with this plane. And he's going to say, uh, same same speech again to uh, to start off, you know, in a desperate hour, a faithful servant of your daughter seeks your counsel. And he's, he's going to keep that up for the second night that they're traveling. Um... Bastion, yeah. I think I need you to remove your headphones for a little while. <laughs> I think we need to do some. Okay. Can I? Do you, you I... want to take a break really fast, Neil, so you can prep this? No, I think we we're are good. right. Okay. Um, could I could I do one thing? Just say that general thing for this for this journey until now. Sure. Uh, I would have during breaks, besides resting, probably made my starting make these wooden javelins, because I we still gathered the wood for them. Right, so you've got some wooden javelins. Uh, should I roll for how many I made? Or... Um, or does this need I... to be done right now? Uh, no. Okay, well, why don't why don't you take off your headphones? We'll deal with Sean first, and I'll wave at you when it's time to come back. Okay. Gotta keep party suspicion high. <laughs> so, you attempt to commune with Malchus one more time. Yep. I keep it up for the night this time. Like I, I was thinking, that might just be a, a time thing. That's why I was trying to like full night prayers to cheese. So you, unlike the the prayers to cheese, which are like crying out for a parent in an empty house. Um, with this, it's more of like feel there's like a monster in your closet, and you're trying to talk to it, and you can feel that it's probably there. It's probably listening to you, but you have, but it, it's not responding. There's no reply. Maybe it's all in your head. Maybe, okay. Maybe it's not actually there, but you. There's just this sense that there is a monster in your closet. I think Van is going to, um, like, if it's not replying to me immediately, Van's going to try and uh, make make an endearing gesture. Like he's, because I I made. I don't know if I ever formalized this with you, but I mentioned that I wanted to shift Van to chaotic good from neutral mm -hmm. good. I think Van's going to um, 
try and like pull up some memories of some of his more chaotic leanings, like his his quick dismissal of the noble class and like his, his dismissal of, like human society and organized society. He's gonna pull up like some of his uh, some of his decisions to take drastic action in in certain scenarios, uh, things that might like he's gonna try and show like some of the more chaotic things that he's done, shown that he's uh he he may not be of perfect alignment. Like he was originally not perfect alignment with Chiefs. Give me one one example to work off of here hmm. what is what is the one thing that you when really we were wanna... when we were stopped on the road uh by people who had right they they technically had ownership of the land and wanted us to pay a toll walking past and van said no you can all go fuck yourselves anyone who tries to stop me is going to die and he just he went on to do his own thing where was that that was on the road past uh we were heading away from thornwood i think it was before we hit misty rapids or it might have been after misty rapids Oh, yeah. They, they had ownership of the land, but um, it was like a knight raising funds to fight Baron Song or something. Right, right. It was right they, in between they Misty Rapids and Cauldron. Yeah. And he, he had ownership of that land or something, but um, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm not giving this guy my money. I don't... Right. He's, he's not... Yeah, this guy, his law has no authority over me. Okay. So you, think, re- yeah. you recall this incident and how, and how do you communicate that to your deity? So it's it's like a monster in the closet, right? Right. But I, I kind of imagine like um, you don't when you're when you're communicating with the gods, it's not always with words. I imagine it kind of like rapport. How I was able to share memories firsthand with people. So I think Van tries to recall that memory in a certain level of um vividness. Mm-hmm. And he tries to um, it's kind of hard to like communicate a living memory, but he he tries his best to like make that work, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give me a willpower check? Sure. Ooh. Very nice. So you definitely have some sort of... There's something on the other side of your closet door that's listening. Mm-hmm. You can't hear it, but you're sure of it. There is something there that's listening to you. Okay. So speaking on a religion front, I do have that as a skill. Mm-hmm. I probably know about my own religion quite well. Uh, Cheese is Malchus's daughter, but what are what is their relationship like? She seemed to be, you know, like he's my, he's my dad. He's pretty cool. When I when I talked to her about him last time, right? They they seem to have a decently good relationship. Yeah, the, their relationship is not a very important thing between them. There there's definitely some connection, but think of it more like the connection between Greek gods. You know, like Zeus sired a thousand mm-hmm. kids. But he doesn't really hang out with all of them. Like he might have a close right. relationship with Athena from time to time, but the rest of them, fuck all, right? So okay. it's similar to that, where there's connection, but the the paternal child relationship doesn't carry with it the same meaning that it does in humanity. Okay. So something's listening to me, right? There's definitely something listening. Hmm. It might not. Be the monster you think it is, but there's definitely a monster listening. Okay, I think Van's going to try and communicate that um that leaning toward chaos with what this is and wait for a response. So I, I think it's more like he's just trying to stay in commune with it, and he, he communicates those uh those memories whenever they pop up, like whenever he recalls something, and he just keeps that up for the night, and I'll, he'll probably keep that up for a while because it's more promising than the cheese end right now. Uh, I'm gonna give a wave to Bastion. 
So, <laughs> so um, in need of a pretty high-level cleric with good stats, Malchus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't we go to break, and we come back from break, we'll figure out how many spears you've made, and or javelins you've made, and we will deal with entering Anvil. So we'll mm -hmm. see you guys all on the other side of a break. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes Other Side. Yeah. Uh, before guys, I throw things back yes. to uh, to Kyan, so at, at the end of all these these prayers with Van, so I, I think like the first two nights where he was trying to contact Cheese, like Van's a very holy man, and being out of contact left him uh, very unhinged, and he's he's being very careful about not showing this. He's got high wisdom, willpower, whatever whatever you want to go by for the name, mm -hmm. and he's he's very careful about not showing the, these emotions on the outside. But I think anybody who like watches closely during those first nights probably sees him like starting to break down to tears toward the end of it. Like desperately trying to uh, to communicate with this person who he's been like very close with for his whole life, and being completely unable. But uh, when he when he attempts the prayer to Malchus, like he he's maybe very calm going through that. Like it, it's probably better to be sitting in your room in the dark talking to the monster in your closet than it is to just be like floating around in the void with nobody to hear you. So I think Van is uh, surprisingly calm during that whole ordeal. Maybe has like this sense of like relaxed or maybe rejuvenated after the event mm -hmm. okay just something that i wanted to throw out there um kind what is your uh let me see it was skill um well i think i can it normally only allows me to make arrows or bows but you're just making wooden normally... spears right you're just making like you got a stick and you sharpen the end of it into a good point you make sure it's yeah. balanced and good enough to fight just making with. really big arrows so if you just want to make pointed sticks, you can kind of make javelins, wood javelins, basically. I mean, yeah, javelins are made out of. You know, if you don't have any specific head to attach, all you're trying to do is make a, a pointed spear with a, a nice make straight stick. The the only real limit to that is finding um, well, I had pieces of wood that would be javelin appropriate, right? Because if you find a big thing, you might have to smooth it down. I had them cut. I had them cut wood for this, so they right. This is not just gathered sticks or something. This is wood that was cut and then mm. they will carve it basically. Right. So most of the it's not getting the point to the end of it into a point that's problematic. It's getting a, a fairly straight branch, right? If you got like they cut a branch and you have to even it out so it's thin enough to work and you know that's so it's not super wobbly. So it, most of the time is going to be getting a nice smooth mm. dowel. So why don't we say you've got branches to do this. Why don't we say you can make like D6 in your downtime and that'll reflect not so much failing, but the amount of effort, the amount of wood that you need to clear out to get it into a, a nice smooth uh, board. What span of time? D6 per day, we'll say. Uh, maybe not per day. I don't want to give out... Hmm. Let me, D3 let me... per day? If well, because I don't want to tell I you how many make... days have passed. I want you guys to still kind of uh, be in the dark about okay. how much time has gone through here. I mean, I can make D6 so... errors per day. So you can base it uh, somewhere around... You could just roll it in secret, Nail, and tell me. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what I'll do. Rather than having you roll it, I'll roll it in secret so you don't know quite how many days have passed, if that's okay with you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what is your um, skill? As Neil picks up hundreds and hundreds of D6s. I don't... <laughs> 
I don't need to make a check for making errors or something. No? Okay, cool. Then we'll just yes. say... The check is only if I want to make special things. Uh, 22 javelins you've been able to make. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Hmm. So, yeah, I will probably... You can decide how many about... days that is on your own. Uh, it's not about days. It's more about how many... Uh, how I will hand them out. How far can a javelin be thrown? Uh... I have to look it up. I'm just writing down some other things right now. Missile weapons javelin is 20, 40, 60 to max range is 180 feet. Okay. And there were 22 spears, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I will probably... Oh, and you guys are down to 42 Van. bolts after that first volley of six crossbow bolts. I will ask Van how he would like to... Uh, yeah. And out these javelins. We could uh, give them to maybe one to the spearmen each to throw before getting ready, or we could hand them to normal people. I'd say give them to uh, the trained fighters, like the knights, the, the towns guard ourselves. We're probably better with them than anybody else. We have a limited quantity. Mm. Spread them out, but I'd say we should always, like, you know, you, me, I the mean, knights should always get one at least. If I carry one. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I probably we're, could... we're already held back by the group that we're, okay, uh, right. yeah, but we're traveling with. Would be also. Yeah, but you're going to throw it before you start a fight, is my, my let's, logic let's here. See how much does the javelin weigh? Um, it's all pounds, wood, so it's probably pounds, slightly two pounds, off. Two pounds, two pounds. So I couldn't yeah. even carry one without being <laughs> medium in comfort. Right. What I'm saying is, though, that we're already moving at half speed because we have a slow group. So you chuck one, and then you're good to go. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, so we have 22. Uh, yeah, so I'll take one. Kine can take one. Uh, we'll give, I guess, two each to the knights to throw. Um, okay. Two and then uh, two... Two each to the town guard, and then uh, one to I guess some other people. I guess the spearmen, so that they can chuck something before they uh, before they have to meet for a fight. So, and uh, two for each see. of you. Wait, 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 uh, one for one for me. I, or actually, uh, I can take two, but Kind should probably only take one if he's going to hit medium encounters. Two knights, town guard. I take two. I, I take two. Van takes two. Uh, each knight takes two. Town guards takes two. So that's. Two, four, eight, six, eight, ten, twelve. That leaves ten with the folks. I would say ten. We leave. Uh, I will make more, so we leave ten. Right. It's a side for now. Okay. So you guys have reached Anvil. Mm -hmm. And we will a lot probably of stream lag. A lot Ooh. of stream lag. Do you want to give it like thirty seconds to see if it clears up? No, it's been lagging for a while. Oh okay. There's nothing. There's um, nothing to do. Um. Okay. Then. Oh yeah, it's network lag. Keep. It's not localized. It's okay. Okay. Uh, we will probably head to the keep, or and sheriff's office, or and smithies to 
see if we can find weapons. Yeah, so we're going to look around and see what we can find in Anvil, I guess. The biggest yeah. thing, I think, is going to be filling up on water. Yeah. Water. Key, uh, so we should head to the keep on the way, fill up mm -hmm. on water. That's okay. the first thing. Uh, it's easy to spread out and start gathering water and fill, refilling your barrels and having people drink what they need. You make your way past the sheriff station on the way to Keep, which is in the very center of town. There's like a, a raised, okay. packed mound that's been cut off on the sides. So you kind of have this like, um, what do you call it? A plateau that sticks up or a mesa that sticks up in the center of town with a keep on it. Uh, the sheriff station's on yeah. the way. And inside the sheriff station, you find, again, a pair of spears and a crossbow. And <laughs> exactly the crossbow same. bolts, exactly the same. It's probably coincidence. Right, I wouldn't worry about it, though. <laughs> so, does this office look exactly the same? On the interior, does it look exactly like Tyrus Bellows' office? No, no, no. It, it, it's shaped differently, but it, you okay. look around and you notice... Do the items Actually, give inside me a look perception the same. check. Yeah, do the items inside look the same? Like, it's being stocked with all the same stuff. Uh, 15. 31. Yeah. This has more or less the same things that were in Tyrus's office. The, the chairs look similar. The table looks the same. It's got that same little weapon rack off to the side with two spears and a crossbow and some quarrels. So it looks like I'm, uh, it, it looks like somebody went into Minecraft and built all these and just used the same stock layout for every building. Mm. Kind of. Yeah. The floor layout is a little bit different, but the, yeah, but like all of the interior in, decoration. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. So we found these two spiels. We will equip two people with it. This, so going outside, I've been to Anvil before. This looks like Anvil, right? Like, I, I clearly, because I've traveled this exact route to Anvil, mm -hmm. like going around the firewood. It, it all looked pretty much right, like a little bit out of place, but pretty much correct yeah. going there. Yeah, okay. and the, the Acropolis in the center of town looks like the one you have in Anvil. The okay, It's still mm -hmm. the same street. You recognize that that down there is that alleyway that we were hanging out in and no, that's the the tower that we stone shaped at the base of it, you know, all that stuff. Okay. So that's um, hmm. yeah, I, I was trying to gauge that we weren't like just being looped back into Shirebrook or something with like a little bit of illusion over it, but um, no, it's definitely not Shirebrook. Okay, so it's it's very clearly Anvil. Yes. Um. Hmm. So. Okay. Uh, I guess uh, we're gonna go to the keep and get the uh, the twelve spears and you know twelve pieces of oh twenty spears twelve pieces of leather armor and uh, six crossbows. You you come to the gate. Uh, it's easy to get your way through that. Come to the the main doors of the keep, which are locked. Mm. Uh, I think. I mean, we can probably force our way in. Given enough time, you can force your way into the keep. You can build some sort of improvised battering ram and knock down the gates, given sufficient time. That's not an issue. Um, it's just it, it's just a matter of taking the time to break down the gates. I mean, if there's an armory here, we should probably take the chance. But what do you say? What do you say, when, Ben? Sorry, say that again. Uh, do you want to take our time breaking on the doors of the keep? They're all locked? I, I spaced out for a second. You, you lost me here. Uh, the gates to the keep are locked. Um, the, the gates around the walls, you can get past, but the actual mm -hmm. doors to the keep itself are locked. The keep is stone, right? Yes. 
And the doors are wood? Yes. They can be broken down. It'll just take some time. We can can just burn them. Yeah. Sure. You set the doors on fire. Uh, It takes hours for them to properly. Yeah, but that's that's less effort than having somebody chop them down. Burns fewer calories. Yeah, also we could, at one point we could probably just bash in the burn burning door because yeah, like I, my my thing is right. that it's probably because I've got like a metal foot too, so I'm probably somewhat protected from the the but flames. What, like once you bash down the doors, then you have this big thing of fire in your way, and yeah. it'll take a while to cool it down. It you can get yeah. through. The and gates. once it gets small enough, I'll like stomp it out. But sure. um, yeah, I I figure it's probably better to burn it even if it takes a little bit longer because I, I figure that'll be um fewer calories burned for people. Once again, the fire doesn't give much in the way of light. It's kind of looking mm-hmm. at like heat waves off of a hot ground on a hot day. Right. Um, but so... the smoke coming out of the fire is real and billows and kind of doesn't dim the light since there's no source of light, but it, it does create these large plumes above you that are visible mm-hmm. from a ways away. Um, so what do we find in the keep? Um, this is a, a new keep for you, Kind. You've never been here before. And he'll sing, you recognize the interior layout of this place. <laughs> yeah, I remember this place. Fucking yeah. Carrick was a dick. God. I mean, yeah, maybe. Everyone's kind uh, of although, a dick. Although, you know, there, yeah, there was, there was some good to come of coming here last time. That's how I got Harvest Moon. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> you, <laughs> I probably you... give, like, kind of tour and go, and this is where we found a cockatrice. And I uh, give him, like, a quick tour the last time I was here. Uh, yeah, where's the armory? Oh, the armory. And uh, Van has no idea, so he just starts looking around. Yeah, you guys look for the armory. Give me just one sec. <laughs> Is there a second harvest moon in the cockatrice room? <laughs> no. <laughs> Packed into a crate. Um, you find the armory. Inside of it are six suits of leather armor, uh, eight spears, and a pair of crossbows. So we have now 20, uh, 32 spears, uh, 20, uh, 18 sets of leather armor, and 9 crossbows. Oh, uh, how many crawls? Uh, you should have 19, so you had 13 armor. No, you, yeah, okay, 18 armor now. What did I say? I said 8 spears. That makes it 32 total. And 2 crossbows brings it to 9. And 16 quarrels bring you to... We have our small small little army. Hmm? So, we can start playing Total War. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to scrap all of these notes. It's too much of a bitch to track all of these What are you thinking, Sean? You look like you... There's something on your mind. Oh yeah, there's something on my mind. Does Van, does Van look like something is on his mind? Um, I think Van looks around at how everything looks the same. Like, mm-hmm. in this keep, does everything look like it's kind of decorated the same way as in Charbrook keep? The decorations are pretty minimal, so yeah, it's very similar. Like, a, a lot of the trappings that you might normally find in these places aren't here. Um, sure enough, the, like, the, the banners hanging down have the emblem of whoever it is here in Anvil, whereas the banners hanging in the Shirebrook Keep had the, the Valmont sigils mm-hmm. on them. But there's just fewer of these things. And the, the trappings are minimal. Okay. The layouts are 
definitely different in the keep, but you find yourself looking at a table and being like, isn't that... I've seen that table before. I've okay. seen that chair before. That chair's the same chair that there was in the 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 sheriff's office. You know, it's maybe. kind of like... It's kind of like somebody has a set list of props that they have, right? And they're just populating the world as we move through it with the props that ought to be there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're playing okay. Half-Life 1 again. And it's the same <laughs> yeah. models or, over and yeah, over. Yeah, it's, it's Half-Life 2 and you just see these these convenient exploding barrels no matter where you go. Well, mm-hmm. well it's uh, The Elder Scrolls 2. Yeah, the whole world. <laughs> yeah. No, no, because those all those cities start to look the same after a while too. Or as this at least does look like uh does look like Anvil. But man, uh, you're you're not far. You're eerily close with Daggerfall. I'm I'm uncomfortable with that comparison. Mm. <laughs> uh bad flashbacks. <laughs> hmm. All right. So while you're hanging out here, rearming, reconnecting. Mother Elise uh, finds herself, or Van finds himself talking to Mother Elise. Uh, Kyan, you can can be here too. Mm. Um, She's looking at you, Van, and saying, I, except for that one brief moment, I haven't been able to connect with Astaire in any way. Do you remember what day it was when we left? What day of the month? I, I, at my age, all the days sort of blend together, and I just think about what season I'm in. I don't rather know what day it is right now. Uh, what day was it when we were transported to the plane? Do you know, Kyn? I, I make a point of mentioning what day of the week hmm. and what, you know, what month and what day and of the week it's not a very important thing and for you guys since you're adventurers tuesday. you don't yeah we care left on remote. tuesday stayed in, so we left on tuesday to go down oh. to um that one place the new fort and then we stayed there wednesday to get it appraised we left on thursday it went back to shirebrook so friday morning hmm. would have been when it happened what, clo- do you what, remember what phase the moon was in do you think our contacting the gods had something to do with a lunar cycle? I don't know if it does or doesn't, but I know that the the veil between the worlds, between our sphere, our, our world and the, the celestial sphere, is thinnest during the full moon. The celestial sphere? Do you think we're on the, the realm of the gods? I don't know. But I find Here, it easier here's to... Here's food for thought in that case, Mother Elise. If Malchus has abandoned his plane, maybe this this harsh dead world is all that's left. If Malchus abandoned his place in the realm of the gods, maybe this is the aftermath. We're seeing this dead place inhabited by no deity. But why would Malchus live in a plane that looks just like ours? Only... Perhaps it's merely building what we need to see as we move through it. Note that everything looks the same wherever we go. Every table, every chair. It's an imperfect reflection of the real world. Hmm. Still you, doesn't explain. If this is the realm of the gods, where are the others? If, unless do they all do they all share a space together on this plane? Perhaps the reason we weren't able to travel is that the sea takes us away from Alex's domain and would have sent us into another's. All the ideas and theories on the plane of the gods are, are speculation. No one's ever been there before. 
I, I don't even know if people can live there, or or maybe they can. Maybe you might be right. You might be onto something. You think this is? But wouldn't that mean each god has to have their own world? Why not? That would. I mean, does that seem like a f a far stretch? I don't see why that couldn't be the case. Uh, I... Neil, I've had Harvest Moon for a long time now. Do I notice anything different with the blade, depending on the lunar cycle? Because it has the phases of the moon marked on the blade. Do I ever notice anything different with it near different that phases of the lunar cycle? is a very good question. I feel like there were some notes on that once upon a time. Yeah, you you might be able to find those, but um. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me. Look I, those I, up. I imagine after all of the time I've had Harvest Moon, I might have noticed something to do with that. Yes, you would have. I might have just been forgetting it. Hmm. Let's find out. <laughs> do do do. Uh, the Harvest Moon has an orange-tinted mithril blade with the phases of the moon engraved mm -hmm. on both sides, going from full to new. Its palm yep. is the remains of a shooting star, and its cross guard is in a downward crescent. La la la. La la. La la la. Mm. So, no. You have never noticed that the engravings on it change. Um, Nothing engravings, but does anything visually change about the sword at all between phases of the moon? Like, does it ever look different, depending on the type of the, the phase? I feel like that might be something Van was curious about, because you did mention it was made to slay werewolves, and it has the phases of the moon engraved mm -hmm. on it. Like, there was a lot about the lunar cycle, and I imagine that's probably something yeah. Van would have checked in all think, the months that he owned the blade. I think this is probably something that we just forgot to discuss or ever yeah. go over, but it would have been really cool to have gone over this before. I think during <laughs> the the three the day of the full moon and the night directly before and after it, um, the the symbols for the those three steps of the lunar cycle. Um, I guess that's really just the two steps because it goes from new mm -hmm. to full and it doesn't go back down. Yeah. So the the full moon and the almost full moon uh, have like a. A, a change in them. Maybe they they shed a little bit of light, not okay. bright light, but they kind of have a yeah, like a phosphorescent glow that? in the engravings on them. Did Van notice anything like that during the uh, the prayers to Astaire? You didn't. Okay. Um, but your sword was probably sheathed. Yeah. At that time. Okay. So Van, uh, we'll say to Mother Elise, I I don't know when the next the next full moon is, but if that's what you're thinking, the sword will uh. I can determine the time of the full moon using this blade, and I pull out this moon and show her the. Uh, and I, I explain like the the blade glows orange, but maybe like there's a different color sheen that the the engravings of like I the lunar cycles. I can't see any off. colors though. It's it's all no, grayscale. No, no, I know, but it it'll glow ever so slightly. It it'll stand out against the blade. She nods. Only only near the full moon, and I believe you said the new moon, right, Neil? Full moon. Okay, only moon only near right the time of the full moon. Yeah. Well, that's within. The time we're, days we're immediately before and after yeah so next next time that comes up i will uh I'll, I'll be sure to keep an eye on it well what does it say now she says I, I look at it is there anything out of place so the blade is is just gray like everything else mm -hmm. around you yeah taking a look at those last two symbols on the the side of the blade um how would you detect a shift in color or light when the world is grayscale i imagine 
So light, I imagine, couldn't be that hard to notice if it's being given off from the blade, right? especially if everything's in grayscale. If something's of a different uh, hue, it might be a different shade of gray. Mm. Like especially. there's everything is in gray, but that doesn't mean that everything looks monochrome. There's a lot of different colors. They're just all there in a many different grays. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so give me a. Why don't you give me a perception check to see if you can notice a difference in hue between sure. the phases on the blade? I hope so. <laughs> yes. Um, the whole blade looks gray, but when you get real close up to those last two bits, mm -hmm. you notice the almost full carving on it. Uh, there's just a, the, it's just a little bit lighter colored on the inside of where the engravings are. Okay. So Van, Van will say on the, on the almost full moon. So like the day before? The day before or the day after, since it goes up and then back down. Okay. So Van will say, it's either the day before or the day after the full moon right now. So Have you been trying to contact, did you try to contact her last night? Him, just, or, just a moment. Or sorry, him. Uh, maybe an hour, <laughs> but I, I haven't been able to notice a change except for that time when we had everyone working together. Perhaps tomorrow will be, will be the full moon. Hmm. That is also a good news because it means we were not under the influence of a full moon back in Shirebrook. So we were perhaps, perhaps that mass prayer under the influence of a full moon would have yielded something greater. Maybe even if we... We'll see, we will, won't be able to reach heat stroke in time, but... Hmm. Okay, people are armed up. Yeah. Um, the how long are you guys going to stay in Anvil? Just mm -hmm. enough to get weapons and armor and then move on, or do you have yeah. some? Do you have anything else? Uh, like refill and provisions, and then I think we're just gonna head out. There's no safety in these towns that Vans found. Like, there was a fucking gelatinous cube on the street that almost mm -hmm. just ate him. So I don't, I don't think there's any reason to stay in town. It's kind mm -hmm. of an imagined safety. Um, there come a, there comes a cry out from the streets as you guys are mm -hmm. having this conversation regarding the cycles of the full moon and the familiar shouts of demons oh my god demons comes from kind, the, the people kind can you take care of this one vans maybe a little bit bored of this yeah uh, I, I i pull my axe and shouts out and run towards the cries okay oh. and while, while mother elise and van are alone i think he wants to uh talk to her a little bit all right well we're gonna oh. deal with kind first right now sure Perfect. so kind you bust out onto the streets to see uh, various townspeople backing away, some of them holding clubs, guarding their families and their children, while four people are rolling around on the ground, screaming, clutching their guts, and two people are actively holding a demon at bay. One person's got like a foot against its belly, the other person's like choking this thing made out of fog, and I need you to roll me initiative roll to join in the fray. You go first, or at least before the demons. Everyone else is standing back, letting this thing happen, watching this thing happen, too afraid to get any closer. Vans attacking them, or trying to hit them, would probably or have a chance to hit the person. I would try to uh, ram one if, of the guys off, one of the guys who's struggling. Speaking out of game, would it be realistic for him to consider that like, if he circled around and were attacking this thing from behind, would he really have a chance to like hit the person if it's like... 
Well, it's not like it, the person is just standing there holding the demon and they're not moving, right? Like, it's a... If you've seen two people mm-hmm. grappled and fighting each other, they, you can move really quickly to to change angles and stuff. Sure, so. I just... I, I'm just confused. like, normally we fought side by side before in combat, and we've never had this issue of, like, we might accidentally hit each other. But it's different when, when two people are... Um, grappling. Grappled, yeah. When it's okay. grappled, it changes things. Okay, it totally sure. changes so, things. Mostly just clarifying for yeah. uh, so it's just it's just sampling. I will try to get it off him either through ramming it or trying to pry it off him. So what which is it? Are you gonna try and pry or are you gonna like wrestle tackle? Probably I want to tackle it. Alright. Give me a roll to hit with your running tackle against the demon. Normal bonus. Yep, get from, normal uh, bonuses for level and decks. There you go. You throw yourself at the demon. Give me an opposed strength check. I'll give you a plus four for like a running start and tackle. Nice. D20 plus 17. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Just <laughs> enough. You rip the demon off of the person. The demon gives a loud cry as it uh, falls to the ground with you. Um, the other demon, <laughs> you, you catch out of your corner of the eye. The other demon f- wrestling with the other person merges into him. And now it's you wrestling the demon on the ground. Uh, and on the demon's turn, you can, you feel it changing, starting to shift from this kind of short man-sized thing with basically four arms outstretched where there ought to be arms and legs. Uh, it shifts into that same thing that you fought with Van. It starts to grow. It starts to take solid form. Its bottom arms turn into legs. These big, broad plates appear over its belly. Small little spikes start to appear over its flesh and shoulders. Horns grow out of its head. Its eyes shift and turn while its face goes broader and goes from a foggy form to that of an outright monster. Um, And that's what it does for its turn. So, initiative. I I will will cry... uh to the people attack it now give me an initiative roll yeah so that would be <laughs> 15. oh no good it goes first it's where did i have stats perfect it swipes at you with a claw for a 10 to hit nah. nope long off okay my turn uh, yes, it is your turn. Uh, before I strike it, I will growl to it. Who are you and your people? <sighs> okay, it just growls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Kai gets real up close to it and you know, shouts <laughs> this at it. And then just like this massive mouth opens and just like blows a stream of air and his hair goes flying back. <laughs> yeah, I hit it with Great my... cartoon moment. Oh! 25. Please tell me it's a critical. Uh, that is Ooh. a single crit? Single crit. Double, yeah, single crit. I think that means 16 damage. AC. Shh. <laughs> 10 uh, damage. 10 damage. And I pull up my short sword. Okay. You whap the demon hard. It leaves a, a trail of blood on the ground in the a- wake of your axe. What color is the blood? Gray. Mm. Of course it's gray. <laughs> <laughs> is it dark gray? Dark gray, like red? Um, how much time are you going to spend paying attention to the blood? 
Maybe later. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, the... Ooh, with your sword? My short sword. Uh, yes, that is a crit as well. Ooh. This is a, a medium-sized creature, so d6. 2d6, I guess. It's definitely 16. 11 damage. You do clear by 5, not book rule of uh, 4, right, Neil? Right, 5. Okay. Uh, you hack it once with your axe and run it all the way through with your short sword, and the demon stops moving and topples backwards onto the ground. <sighs> well, that one won't possess anyone. <clears throat> and I mentioned to the, well, the people... Mock him as well. Can't do anything about the one who, that enters him. The five people all get markings. Um, I think it's time to discuss what these markings look like. It's probably it's just like a blue ribbon, this or any color ribbon at this point. But it's like a ribbon that we just wrap around an arm. Wrap around like an armband ribbon. Yeah, like just yeah. around a bicep or something. Sure. It's another five people possessed. Yep. Okay. Uh, you're up to 21 possessions out of 107 people total. So you're at about 5% possessed. Okay. No, uh, 20% possessed, I mean. Okay. So if we hit 100% possessed, it's just, it's all over. Just try and keep that number below 100. Who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, why don't we test it? Sure. <laughs> we'll we'll do our best to keep it below 100. Uh, and then we'll fail, obviously, because these things just keep fucking popping up out of nowhere. And then we'll see what happens. So, uh, people sort of regather, watch the mm -hmm. ones that are, are possessed. Uh, eventually, everyone, all the reprovisioning has been done. The re-equipping of armor is done. Spears are handed out. Crossbows are handed out. Bolts are handed out. Um, and everyone gathers back in a square in town. Okay, so I, I mentioned that I want to talk to Mother Elise while this was yeah. going on. Oh, yes, and I'm gonna Now that we're alone, I want to say I'm, I'm going to bring up that I attempted to contact Malchus, knowing she that he's the... She looks at you uh, with horror. Yeah, I say, knowing that he's the father of the one I serve. And... But did, weren't you the one to defeat the, the clerics of... Malchus that were murdering all the nobles? Isn't he... Aren't you the, the one clerics. who have been... Ha, have clerics. been fighting against his efforts? I simply killed people who I thought did something in the wrong. They they described their actions as a mere stirring of the pot. Perhaps my actions were simply another flick of the wrist that stirs the pot. I hold no ill will toward Malchus. And frankly, I'm going to be honest with you. And he kind of leans in a little bit closer and says, I made some form of contact. It wasn't a conversation. It was nothing like when I can reach Cheese, but there was something there. I think we might be on his plane. It's dangerous. If you make contact with him, it's a two-way road. Agreed. At the end of the day, though, he's a deity. I don't think there's much I could do to oppose his efforts, even if I wanted. I understand your reservations, but... You need to understand, we're, we're running low on options here, Mother Elise. And that... I... 
I do not judge you for your actions. I only fear that they may be causing more harm than good. Perhaps. One thing you may want to know. This happened roughly last night, so it's actually possible that this occurred because of the full moon. I've been unable to reach Chis in the days prior, but that might simply be because there was no there was no lunar cycle to to work off of at that point. Perhaps I'll keep that in mind for next month. But should we should we wait and not move out? Should we try to. There's a temple in town. We could try. It might be to... the day after the full moon already. Is my my concern. Mm. I, I did it before. It, if it. If it's the day after the full moon, then I attempted to contact Malchus the night of. And if it's if it's the day before, then it's simply because this is Malchus's domain. That's the only description I can think of to, to justify it. She nods slowly. Well, it is good of you to tell me this. One thing you might want to um. Oh my god! I can as a player, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Oh shit! It was semi-important. <laughs> That's something I wanted to mention. Um, just just move on. I'll, I'll mention it if I remember. But Van had something he wanted to mention to her, and I'll, I'll just let you know if I remember what it was. Sure. Everyone gathers together and continues the march north. So if mm. we take a look at the map... We're not. We've got one more thing to do in town first, actually. Uh, from Anvil to Heatstroke is more or less a straight shot. You just head north. Um, so I, yeah, I think markers, we want to make sure that we can see. Uh, yeah, I, I want to maybe go a little bit uh, east to make sure that we can see the mountains to our right, so that okay. we have a marker to know we're going north. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say without any markers in the plains, it's easy to get turned around. But yeah, so I'm, I'm yeah. going to make sure that we can see the mountains to our right. All right. Um, as everyone is getting ready to head out of town, a woman comes up to Mother Elise, sobbing, holding an emaciated dead child in her arms. It becomes readily apparent that this child is the first victim of starvation. Okay. How old does a child look? Ten years old. Kind of a grim moment. No one's yeah. really sure what to do. And the whole camp keeps moving. Uh, one thing I do want to mention with that that thing that kind slayed, Van wanted to cut into it and see if there was any meat. There's, there's it turned into that a physical like entity. Muscle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so there's Van's gonna that... cut into it, start a small fire, and cook it. He's got that cooking proficiency. Uh, he's gonna see if what? this is any different from all of this this ashen meat that he's been eating from the other creatures. He wants to see if there's a there's a difference with these things. Okay, now that he's doing that. Uh... Also, it's gonna taunt that fucker who possessed him. <laughs> know that he's eating one of his own kind. Um, what kind of grayscale is the blood? Ah, uh, well, it's kind of dark. Yeah. You'd need a, a sample of human blood to really compare it to. You're not familiar with what human blood looks like. I on mean, this I, I could, I could just uh, make a small, a small cut into my finger and compare without sure. damaging. Um, go ahead, make a small cut into your finger uh, without any damage. You drop some blood on the ground. And they're fairly close. The demon's blood looks a little lighter in color, but not that much. It might just be, you know, the amount that's pooled on the ground is a little bit different, or the way it's pooled or what's underneath it is slightly different. I drip some of my blood into the demon's blood. Kind. Don't give me... You're going to give me hepatitis. <laughs> Stop that. 
Uh, they, you, you, when you drift yours into it, you can't see a difference between them. Okay, so no reaction or something. The blood is no, behaving. There's it's no reaction. Acid blood. <laughs> We're not dealing with so with this like <laughs> with this small scrap of meat uh, that Van kind of like spits over a fire. Uh, I let it cook for a while. And then I, I'm, you know, same thing, maybe cook it like a little bit more than usually necessary because I want to make sure I don't get food poisoning for sure. the first time with the new meat. And then he's going to try out like a little small bite. Give me a constitution check. Sure. <laughs> it's so disgusting. Uh, 15, I think. 32. All right. It's hard to go down, but it goes down. It doesn't taste Does it... like ash, but it, it tastes like something rotten. You know, it tastes rotten. like you, yeah, it tastes like meat that went bad a week ago. Okay, so Van tosses it away and says, well, it's different, but not the kind of different I would have hoped for. Well, worth a, most worth a shot. Well, let's move on. Everyone gathers together and proceeds to march north. Um, so... Again, I don't want to tell you guys how many days have passed, so I haven't right. mentioned how much you guys have healed. Uh, so I, I do want to keep an eye on Harvest Moon to know if it was the day before or after right, the full right. moon. Right, we'll, we'll get there. But I do want to say that you have been walking for a long time, mm -hmm. uh, and not very strenuous walking because you've been moving at half pace with all these people. Okay. So I, I'm going to restore to you a certain number of hit points that I have calculated sure. on my own. Mm -hmm. um, so why don't you both recover? Let's see, how long did you walk? When did you have battles? Battles stop healing. Today, and then... then... I'm at 29 out of 41, so I'm not doing too I bad. I think you all, you both regain six hit points. So okay. I'm at 29 out of 37. 35 out of 41. Um, by the way, Neil, I will continue making javelins, so... Right. I'll, I'll uh, let you know when you get more. Okay. I'll probably do it every few in-game days. That way you don't have a sense of how many you're making mm -hmm. per day or anything like that. Um, so you guys march north of Anvil. Yeah, one thing I want to do during these rest periods, one of these nights, mm -hmm. Van wants to, like, without his armor on, look and see if he's um, withering away from starvation like everyone else or if he's in fairly good shape. No, your your flesh is good. Your muscle tone is as fantastic as ever. Um <laughs> But most of the people around you have gotten quite thin. Okay. And all the marked people are looking pretty good? Oh, yeah. Totally fine. It's becoming very readily apparent, even without the armbands, who is possessed and who's not, based okay. on their physical form and their energy levels. lose that much after maybe a week or... Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you what's going on. You can make any judgments and comparisons you <laughs> I, want, but I'm, just, I'm letting just, you know how it's happening. Okay, Van's going to speak with Mother at least at some point and say, I, I don't want to wish this upon you, but should you feel that you're going to fall, we need you, Mother Elise. We, we can't afford to lose a spellcaster in this world. What are you suggesting? If you feel that you're, you're close to keeling over from starvation, it might be the lesser of two evils to take one of those creatures into you. I mean, and Vang just kind of like gestures toward himself. I'm not happy about this arrangement, but at least I'm not close to falling over dead, emaciated and withered away. Hmm. I don't suggest you do it now. I, I think you have a while yet that you can you can continue on, but 
if you if you're coming to the point where you're you're feeling weakened that you you can't continue to go on, I, I would so, I would strongly suggest you uh you you consider that option. If not for your sake, then for everyone else's. We need you here. Is this the conversation you had with Malchus? No. Is he planting ideas in your head? <laughs> would you like to know about the conversation with Malchus? It might not be quite as uh endearing as you would no, hope if it I was. Would... It wasn't even a conversation. What you have to say, even. Leave what you will, but I'll describe it regardless. It was as though I was in a room, and there was there was some sort of monster in my closet, and I couldn't communicate with it despite trying. But it it was there, and I knew it was there. There was no conversation. Appropriate analogy. (laughs) Man just kind of smiles and pats her on the shoulder and says, "Just keep it in mind." If not for your sake, then for the others. If we do manage to get spells back, you might be one of the few people who can help all these people. You guys continue your march north through the um, open grasslands of the Golden Sea, yeah, Kain? Do I notice from time to time, Kain will check on people who are possessed and see if there's any difference, especially those who were possessed in the beginning. Give me a charisma check. You can't notice any difference on these people. You don't know them well enough. You're a fairly antisocial person to begin with, and <laughs> uh, oh, one th- yeah. Did I did I notice the uh, the change in phases on Harvest Moon? Uh, yes, you do. It went to full moon or away from full moon? It goes to full moon after God knows okay. how many hours of marching in the Golden Sea. At Van, some point, Van one, calls stopped. to Mother Elise. As soon as he notices, he stops the he stops the group, he calls to Mother Elise, he shows her the sword, and he plants it in the ground in front of him, like stabs it into the earth, and immediately goes into prayer to Cheese. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, your prayers are faintly echoed. Uh, you can... It's like talking through a, a thick wall, or maybe not a thick wall, but you know, like a nice um, a wall with two layers of dry uh, drywall on it. You know, you can kind of hear the conversation, but it's a little bit mm-hmm. muffled. Um, however, it is clear enough that you feel you might even be able to memorize spells. Ooh! Oh my God! Please, please. Um, <laughs> what, Van? I think the, before even going into spells. There's probably like a few tears that go down his face as he says, "It's been far too long." Mm-hmm. And then, um, is attempting to commune. Am I able to get any words between us? Well, what what words would you like to get through? I want to ask if she knows anything about this place I'm in. So. Far away. I can barely hear you, comes the reply. I can barely hear you. Do you think your father is involved? There's not a reply to that. Okay. Then I I, I guess that that's all I can really um I don't really know what else I'd ask at this moment. So I think right now I'm going to see if I can learn a spell. All right. What spell would you like to try to learn? I'm going to try and learn Cure Light Wounds first. Go with something simple in first level. Okay. You sit down in prayer and focus. 
and you can feel the spell out there, and mm-hmm. it, it takes a long time, a long, a much longer time than it would normally take. But yes, you do learn cure light wounds. Okay. How how long would you esti- how how long would Van estimate off this? Like five times the normal amount of time it took. Okay. Ish. I'm not going to give it exactly away. Um, then I but why don't you going... tell me the spells that you want to memorize in the order you want yeah. to memorize them, and I'll let you know how it goes out. Goes down. Sure. So I'm going to take a second Cure Light Wounds. Okay. And then I might just actually skip. I do have all of my third level spells. Mm-hmm. I haven't used any of those. Um, I'm low on second. Could take another one from that. Let me see what for. Uh, you can do something else with roleplay while I look at my spell list really fast yeah. if you want. Sure. Kine, uh, the whole party stops. Everyone stops to to do this. Mother Elise also goes into prayer to memorize spells, uh, while everyone else sits around to. I think. I think after what seems to be an hour, uh, yeah, I think I would. Who would I try to interrupt? Because I don't know what's going on. Hmm. Um. Probably Van, after an hour or so, it would probably interrupt you. I think Van just like shrugs you off and like shakes his head, Mm-mm. and just like goes back to what he was doing. Okay, uh, then I will just prepare people to make camp. Okay. All right, so everyone buckles down to make camp. Not sure what the two clerics are doing, but they're both very intent on their thing. The others, nobles in the area, agree with you that we should probably just everyone should just Meal? sit and wait for them. Van Helsing takes Reflecting Pool. Uh, what level is that? Fourth level. Okay. It's going to take a long time, but that's after the second Cure um, Light Wounds. Sure. Yeah. Also, um, I would like... I mean, I'm a ranger, and I, I get cleric spells later on, so I would have to have some knowledge about gods. Can I lead some people into prayer? Yes, absolutely. Oh, to which god do you pray? Uh, I would say cheese, because... Ooh, that's different. Okay. You're you're abandoning Relcor. I'm not abandoning Relcor, but contact. I've never established a contact with Relcor, and now it seems like Van needs all the prayers he can get. Okay, so, so you start praying to Chiefs. Anything in particular you want to say to her? No, I, I probably lead people into a prayer to Chiefs to. You know this silent, uh, uh, not silent, but um, low pitched, like a like low yeah. hymn. Yeah, uh-huh. prayer to to steady the main priest or cleric. Okay. Because it it, it seems like uh, Van is this is very important what he's doing. I don't know what the sword. You never told me about Harvest Moon, so I don't know what the sword means. But seems important. He is definitely in prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is praying, right? He is reciting. Yeah, I think what happened was like you saw him look at his sword really closely, and then he just like immediately called for Mother Elise, ran up, showed it to her, stabbed his sword into the ground, just immediately went into prayer. So you probably got an idea that it was like something that that prompted this. Okay. Uh, what other spells would you like to memorize? You do gain your two cure light wounds and your reflecting pool. 
Okay, I got Reflecting Pool. Uh, in that case, I'm going to look into a second level spell and then call it good because I don't want to take too long right now. I'm going to be honest. So I think I, I might take... Ooh. Would Restore Strength help somebody who is um, suffering the effects of um, starvation? You can read the spell on uh, the spell list if you want. It's meant to like counter spell effects that drain people. Um, What's but the I duration, it, or is it permanent? Instantaneous. It's just it restores people who have been drained. Hmm. I don't think it would. Re I think it might temporarily give you the strength back. That well, I imagine it might like help with that starvation, but they'd start to starve again afterwards. I think it's like it, it yeah. helps counteract the effects of like chill touch, ray of enfeeblement, ray of mm -hmm. fatigue. Imagine it might help with like restore. Yeah, the, uh, the weakness not... from starvation, but then they just start starving all over again. Yeah, because you're not giving them sustenance. It's just... Right. I'm just... I, I would say it would give a temporary reprieve from the effects of starvation. So if you cast Restore okay. Strength on a starving person for some period of time, they would be able to act normal, and then the spell would wear off, and they'd go back to being starving. Okay. Um, let me look at this then. Uh, how long, by the way, Neil? Do we have any feel for this, how long this will take? I mean, uh, how long it will take for I, them to memorize spells? Mm, what do you mean? I mean, he, he you said uh, five times as normal. He has a feeling for five times as normal or something. That's right. We on the outside don't know that. So how long? Do we see? Oh, I don't know how many spells he's memorized. So I'll, when he's done telling us how long it's been, I'll, I'll let okay. you know what's up. Um, I'm going to take. I don't actually have a whole lot that's going to be very, very useful in this place. I could do... Um, I already have two Cure Moderate Wounds, and I've got that. Maybe I'll just take another first level. There's no, like, there's very little vegetation, right? And Tangle wouldn't be very useful here. The Grasslands has lots of grass. Okay. Lots and lots of grass. I'm going to take No Time. That's a what first levels? level spell. Ooh, here's an interesting one. I'm going to take no age as well. What, what is that? First, First level. Okay. And then I'm done for now. Okay. You get all of those spells. Okay. So I'm going to find a natural, like, get a basin or something. I'm going to set up a pool of water in a natural setting. Okay. And then I'm um, going to attempt to scry on Malachi. Well, you've got your, your nice big barrel. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll go uh, take it out to a natural setting. And I'm gonna cast Reflecting Pool. I'm gonna I'm gonna scry on Malachi. Okay, so the two of you gather around for this spell, and why don't we take our last break? And when we come back, we'll see what's on the other side. Bye. -bye. Welcome back to Hardcore Heroes Other Side, everybody. Hello. One thing I do want to mention before moving on with like the the Reflecting Pool. I think after memorizing spells before uh, ending the prayer, Van probably says uh. I just want to say all of the problems in this world melt away when I when I can walk in your in your path. Wait, did people hear our sounds during the break? Oh, I unmuted our our okay. Zoom chat because there it sounded like someone was stomping upstairs or trying to hack through a door with an axe. And <laughs> I was a little terrified that you were being murdered. So oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then after that, I think Van like normally he's pretty reserved and like careful with what he shows. But I think he turns into like a big old softy for a moment and like. He like looks to Mother Elise if she's done with her prayers when he is, and he just like bear hugs her. Mm -hmm. 
after uh, after finally being able to make contact. But then he um, he kind of goes serious again and heads off to do this reflecting pool. So how long did we wait? Hours. Many, many hours. Well, someone seems happy. And maybe you want to wipe the, those tears away. So I'll let them stick around a little while longer. You guys take your, your big barrel of water, you find yep. a, a natural depression in the ground, and you pour mm-hmm. enough out to make a reflecting pool. Yeah. So 75% chance, you said? Yes. All right, so I want low. Got it. Okay, so the two of you are standing over this reflecting pool as the spell goes off, and you see coming into frame none other than Malachi. All right. He so is I... outside <laughs> in a forest with some hmm. books kind of splayed out on the ground around him, uh, looking at them. Now, since okay. Malachi's not around, I'm going to make his check to notice for him rather than letting yeah. him roll so... Basically, I'm just looking for the moment where Malachi like looks up and then looks right at the the scrying thing, like like what happened with that cleric that we scried on. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for the moment where it's very apparent Malachi realizes he's being watched. Right. Um, so he's in the woods reading some books, mm-hmm. and then, sure enough, he looks up, kind of in your right. direction at first, and kind of in the direction of where the scrying is coming from, and then snaps his head to the side looking straight in front of him. Okay. So then Van's just going to wink at that and uh, end the spell. Wait, wait. What was that? What, where did he look to? Actually, wait. Hold on. He, you said that he snapped his head back looking forward? Yeah, so he was looking forward and down outside, sitting in the grass. And then he started looking towards you, and then he snapped forward and looked, not at his books, but forward. All right, Van's going to wait for a couple of seconds and see if he immediate, like if something's charging at him through the woods. Nope. Okay. So he Van's just going to look around a little bit like yeah. there's something so Van... unusual here and then and then he does look back up in the direction right. of your scrying. At that at that point Van will uh just kind of wink at the pool and end the spell. Okay. <laughs> well, hopefully he maybe it's a signal for him. Hopefully. At least he's alive. There's that. Where do you think he was? He was in a forest? Well, it could be anywhere near Shirebrook. It's true. Or anywhere else. He's had uh, probably a very long time to travel the world. Mm -hmm. Anyway. All right. One other thing I want to do, Neil. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're we're still in Anvil, right? Uh, You've moved out of Anvil. How far out are we? Seven, eight, nine miles. Mother Elise, I could go back into Anvil and know the age of any object I touch there. I could know how old those buildings are or how old any furniture in that place is. I could know if this place was built recently or has existed for thousands and thousands of years. Do you need to go into Anvil to do that? I would have to be able to touch the object. I could do it on a tree, but it's possible this tree has existed for a long time. I'm more interested for the furniture inside of a building. We could also do it when we get to Heatstroke, I suppose. You could, you could, you could do it to one of the spears. I mean... That could work. I'm more interested to do it for Anvil, specifically. I, too, am curious about the answers to that question. I mean, I'm not sure if it's worth going back. With starving people, I don't know if we should go back nine miles, though. 
I think we should continue to heat stroke and I can use it on the furniture there. I'm very interested to see if this furniture is being placed as we move through this world. I, I, I need to get back to my prayers. I, I, I've, Astaire has seen fit to bless me on the night of the full moon with access to his divine will. I, is it, I is it the same as with me? A contact with your, with your deity, but faint over a long distance? Yes, but I can still feel their, their magic within. Perhaps I should learn a bit more myself. Go with, go with a full uh, array at my disposal. Were you able to communicate with your deity? Yes. It was the first time I've spoken with Chiefs in a long while. It's. Uh, and you, Mother Elise? Yes. I know you told me it, 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 this is not the way it works, but would your deity he grant you a request and maybe give, since Father Owen also serves as there, right? Yes, she says with a, a bit of a stammer. <laughs> Maybe Esther would uh, be so kind to grant a request of his, one of his faithful servants to maybe grant uh, Owen a vision, an insight about us. Perhaps. Uh, but it is not my place to tell the gods what to do. If could, it is something Esther wishes to be done, he will do it. Asking yeah. favors of the gods is a surefire way to find yourself outside of their... <laughs> it's, uh, it's one thing to ask for information, Kind. It's another to ask for direct intervention. I know, I'm just grasping at straws, at straws of hope. It's good that you do. <sighs> All right, so Van is going to grab a few more spells, I guess, if, if Mother Elise is going back mm -hmm. into it. Sure. How many more spells would you like to grab? I'll take a new fourth level spell because I've been wanting. There was one I wanted to take. What was it again? Oh, I was going to take. Um, no, that wasn't it. Uh, if there's anything Kind wants to do, do it. <laughs> oh, I was going to take Genius. That's it. Taking Genius. Yes. Okay. You can get that one. Okay. And then I'm going to take. Uh, I just have a few second level spell slots left, so I'll take some stuff there. Um. What spells would you like? I will take... Hmm. I'll take another Cure Moderate Wounds. I feel like healing spells are going to be in a high demand. Okay. Sometime soon. And then I will take... Um, augury. <laughs> Genius, how do I get off of <laughs> Done. I've got my chessboard. <laughs> you too. <laughs> All right, I'm full on spells. With really? Genius. Yes, I had okay. a bunch left over. I only burned most of my first level spells when I took the nap. Okay. So well, got uh, all, yeah. You you get all the spells that you desire, and the camp moves forward. Cool. Um, with the one caveat that during the the break while you guys were memorizing spells and reflecting pooling, uh, one of the elderly gentlemen has succumbed to hunger as well. Died. Okay. So, Neil, Van, or what the fuck am I saying? Neil, <laughs> genius, 
uh, says that it will uh, answer a question about any situation in the moment. Like, would something like, what is this plane be a, uh, be a in the moment question? I think uh, the way <laughs> it does say that the answer should be complete and relevant, but not necessarily imbalancing to the situation. Right. So the genius works by basically saying, if you were a super mega genius, what could you know about this thing? So it doesn't mm-hmm. give you anything that tells you well, like what something might do. It just kind of gives yeah. you information. The situ- like, present situation at hand. And I'm, I'm wondering if this counts for a genius casting. Because it's a very weirdly worded spell. So I want to run that is. by you before I cast it. If, if you want to say, I need to get more information about this place before I try casting it, I'll just hang on to it for now. I mean, but otherwise, I'd like to uh, take a stab at it. I, I the think way we talk, the way we talked about it before it should work because we also said it has to be something in the moment. And if you look at the if you look at a creature and ask what creature is this, it would work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but so where it have... where is its lair would not. Ooh. So if you it seems like a reasonable thing to mm-hmm. work. Um, I'm not going to tell you if it's going to succeed or not beforehand, but it does seem like the an appropriate use of the spell. Okay. Uh, one thing. Can I swap out one first level spell? I didn't know I had this spell, but now that I do, uh, can I just swap one thing? I want to take, sure. instead of no time, I want to take purify food and drink. Because that will make contaminated, rotten, or any otherwise unsuitable food completely safe and edible. Hmm. So I'm going to take purify food and drink. Okay. So next time we kill some uh, some crazy wombats, chomp bats, I'm gonna I'm gonna have seven cubic feet of food to uh to purify. All right. So you cast genius. Yes. So I he, I it's fifty gold piece value. So I take one of the bloodstones that I still have in my backpack. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I imagine it's just like he tosses it up in the air and it crumbles to dust as it flies through the air. Yes. And then uh, I, I ask, what is this plane? Um. The player can ask the DM one question. Yes. So what is this plane? You are on the plane of shadow. Okay. Well, Next time I get genius, we'll be a uh, we'll have a new question. <laughs> Do you have enough bloodstones? I have five bloodstones left. And I can also it's at least fifty gold piece, so I can start sacrificing other things. The crowns. Yeah, I'll just throw the crown <laughs> in the air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The party trudges onward. All right. Heading north. I, I tell Mother Elise that I can't create food, but if we uh, if we kill any of these, you know, these demonic creatures, then I can purify the food and make it safe to eat. I can finally, if we if we find a large bounty, then I, I can I can finally give oh, some people some minute. sustenance. Okay. Yeah. Elise can't create food, sadly. Hmm. Too bad Elise can't create food. No. Luckily, I can at least purify it. <laughs> Hold on, I think I got my timelines mixed up a little bit here. With the Malachi grind? Mm-hmm. I think I got you on a, a, a the wrong day. <laughs> By one. If you want to change it, that's fine. Um, we can just redo the scene. No, because it, it's a matter of like when I, I'm having trouble matching up your cycles, your day cycles with yeah. their day cycles. Mm-hmm. I think it might actually be right because I, I can't remember what action was happening during the day mm-hmm. versus at night. 
Oh, okay. Right, because yeah. I mean, it's it's hard it's to keep enough. everything. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to keep everything perfectly in line when you're running two shows. I wouldn't yeah. worry too much about yeah, it. Yeah, it's close yeah. enough. I think I think time, that's the appropriate one. Time is okay. a bit distorted. <laughs> the flow of time is convoluted with hero century-old fading in and out. But yes. time is not a line anyway. It's a big bowl of wibbly wobbly. Yeah, exactly. So you guys march onward. Yes. Ever, ever onward. Okay. I do confirm with the lease, by the way, that this place is called the Plain of Shadow. Hmm. And ask if she knows anything about it, because I am not versed in extra planner I've knowledge never myself. Even heard of the Plain of Shadow, other than. Idiots spouting nonsense about the plane of wood and the plane of dirt and the <laughs> you know, the the plane of love that that sort of <laughs> reckless nonsense. I understand. I I've heard very little about it myself. I never. I took to studying mathematics in the temple, but I think you would probably know. I never took to studying about the planes. I believe there was a person in Eridon who might be able to answer that question for us. Oh, the one that nobody wants to uh, speak to. The Ark Carl, that Wraith of the Tether Wilds? Yes. Is it common knowledge that he's a dimensionalist? Uncommon knowledge. Rare knowledge. Okay. We know because Rohana told us. Yeah. Okay. Well. He who must well, not be Malachi. <laughs> I don't know what you think of Malachi personally, but I, I trust... I, I never had a brother in this world, but Malachi is as close to fitting the bill as any. I, I trust he'd do whatever he could to help bring us back. And if that means asking after uh, asking after this Wraith of the Tetherwilds, I believe that that's an action he may take. Hmm. Also, rumors say much. It might be truth in rumors, but people tend to exaggerate. You guys continue pushing across the Golden Sea, uh, edging around near the, the coast that you can keep something in sight. Mm -hmm. uh, don't forget, Neil, to send me any time if I do make any right. trouble. Um, and I just need to do some math here. Any more? Okay, I need to do oh, some yeah. counter checks. I, um... Van's going to, while we're walking, because we're going at a pretty slow pace, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to show some of these spear users how to, like, handle basic combat. Try and get them a little bit more trained up and ready. Okay. Sure. Uh, you can do your best with that. Yeah. I'm mostly just trying to get them to, like, learn um, how to, like, keep their head straight on a battlefield. Like, push out all these, like, panicked thoughts. You need to keep your head cool, calm, and collected. Mm -hmm. okay. Panicking is a surefire way to get you killed, even if it seems like the natural reaction. As you guys are approaching the rock ridge, uh, maybe not approaching, but you know, walking alongside it, so somewhere in this region, uh, mm. getting fairly close to Rock Peak, actually, so probably just close to this area. Okay. Uh, Bastion spots once again a swarm of chompers. This time coming seemingly from Rock Peak itself, although it's probably not. It's probably just in that general direction. Uh, a yeah. whole swarm flowing at the large army that okay, you are uh, All right. I set up a line. Kill as many as we can. Yeah. And I will uh, give ten, ten other javelins to people to ready to throw them against them. Okay. We may take losses here, but this might be our first chance to get food in, in a month. What about crouching down and avoiding them? 
Normally, I would have agreed with that, but right now, we have a chance to find sustenance for the people who are starving. Okay. I'd say a little bit of risk is worth that. Mm. Alright, so the crossbow people step up. There are, I believe, eight crossbows now? Nine. Nine. Nine? Yeah. Yep. Or, so we had yes. six. Nine we got some in the keep, didn't we? Yep, there are nine total crossbows. Okay. So, Kine... My favorite crossbow uh -huh. user. <laughs> uh, I will shoot uh, with my longbow as soon as they are within 150 feet. Okay. Um, why don't you make me nine crossbow attacks? 90, 20. Uh, two crits. Yep. Is there one it. hit? Nope. Oh. Uh, crossbow is how two, much? Uh, D6 plus one, so 2D6 plus two. 2D6 plus two. Hmm? Plus crit. Twelve. Drops one of these chompers from the sky. Second and is. seven drops a chomper from the sky. God. And go ahead and make me a cross, uh, longbow shot for yourself. Uh, what about the people who have... Um, javelins, will they? Longbow has a longer range than crossbow, uh, than javelins. 26. Double crit. Triple nice. damage, please. That's one, one, one. Eight. Yes, eight. 16. Dropping a chomper as well. Nice. Okay. And as you get, as they get a little bit closer, all of the javeliners kind of at the same time so, give a, a hurl into the mass. So these people are not quite proficient with javelins. So they're going to get a penalty of two to hit. It's um, ten people, then two knights, the footman. Uh, right, so Van. it's ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen with Van, but you've also been able to make an additional... Well, let me see how many more you've been able to make. An additional... Nine javelins. So nineteen javelins. Uh, so yeah. nine. Is there some bonus to the fact that we're basically throwing them into a massive swarm of creatures? Like we're not trying to hit one in particular. We're just trying to hit a thing. That's true, and they're pretty close together. I'll re yeah. I'll say a plus two hit, so that will reduce the minus two for the non-proficient. So someone make me nineteen javelin throws into uh, this. I'll mass. do that, and then I'll roll mine as well afterwards. Okay. So nineteen d twenty. Yes. One two. two three hits, four hits, and three critical hits. Okay, so four hits? No, I'm sorry, five hits. Five hits, so 5d6? Six? six hits, hold on, I can't count. One, two, <laughs> three, four, it's a 13 or better to hit. One, okay. two, three, four, five, I count six four, hits five, and six. One, two, three, hits. I see three crits, yeah. So okay. f six hits and three crits? Right, these are shitty javelins since they're just wooden pointed, so I think they're gonna do okay. d4 points of damage. Okay, so 64 for the, the regular hits. Mm -hmm. 15 total, okay. but I'm uh, gonna one, say four, four, one, one, four. All right, let me... Perfectly average. Let me roll the chomper's HP on this front, see how many of these guys go down. Okay. And then okay, I'll get you. So you did one point of damage, and then four points of damage... And then four points of damage kills one. Nice. And then four points of damage kills one. And then one point of damage. And then one point of damage. 
and then four points of damage. This is going to be very fun. <laughs> Kills one. <laughs> All right, and, and then I'll do I'll do the crits. Uh, here's the oh, crits. Yeah. I'm just going to do those separately. So four, five, and four. I'll just say all of these hit different people. Four, five, and four are three yep. kills. Okay. And then here's Van's roll, so d20 plus four. You said it offsets the non-proficiency with jab points, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So d20 plus four, 14. Is a hit. All right, so here's d4, four damage. Is and then Van pulls out Harvest Moon and gets ready to uh, intercept in melee. Okay, Kine, would you please roll me... Um, Do I get d... a second shot before they arrive? Or... Hold on, I want you to roll for the knights and town guards first. So for the knights, okay. please roll me d20. They're going to be at rolling at plus two. So d20, two d20, and we'll just add two to the rolls. Two d20. So, oh, Both no. misses. And the two town guards are just normal uh, d20. So two d20 for them as well. Both uh, misses. Uh, at least uh, as several as we can uh, get them back. Okay. And mm -hmm. Kine, you can get a second shot with your bow at the end of the round. Okay. 25. Double nice. crit. That's almost certainly a kill, unless you just get horribly unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> a kill. Unfortunately, you rolled 22 HP. All right. You were shooting at the king wombat. <laughs> Let's roll initiative. All right. There's the chompers. Someone, uh, Van, roll for the party. Kai All right, so we're getting mass. Okay, yeah. two for us. Van's just going to prepare an attack. Three. For, um, ooh, nice. Ooh, nice. Do we all get first? Uh, no, the, the bats go first. They roll oh, one. They roll one. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Four, five. So you can see them coming in. There is a, a swarm, a much smaller swarm than previously. A lot of them seem to have gone down. Mm -hmm. um, and they run mostly into uh, NPCs. Since there's a whole bunch of you, right? The PCs are such a small portion of the bunch. One double crits a person, chomping him for 10 points of damage. Bye. Yep. Um, More food for the fire. <laughs> <laughs> you want to mix human food in? <laughs> Meat stew. <laughs> uh, the 14 is a hit, doing four damage to someone who's got some HP. So they lives for now. Uh, the 17 does three points of damage to someone who was already slightly wounded, so they die. Okay. By the way, on the way to um, this point, do we get any HP back? Oh, yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, why don't you... Um, I'm going to add it later. Okay. I'll, I'll give you HP once you get to heat stroke, because I don't want to... Okay. Unless it becomes a problem, unless you start getting low sure. on HP, let's just not worry okay. about that. Mm. Okay. Uh, and then three more. I might actually be full. It's killing another one person uh, in the group. Then it's the party's turn. Okay. Um, I will drop. So there's. Uh, I will drop my bow mm -hmm. at to someone uh, where a chomper is chomping on a living person mm -hmm. and pry him off. A post strength uh, so... check to pry off. But you're going to have to beat a 30. D20 
did any swarm past me? Because I was ready in an attack was my action. No, the swarm I, I didn't come first. near you. No, it, it hit a different side. Because you had like okay. 20 something people side by side sure. all throwing, and there were only I'll, about yeah, 10 I'll try that and like, you. Uh, um, sure. I can't prime off, but do I, am I interrupting the chomper in some way so it would get make it harder for the person to get Maybe. chomped? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Um, Van, what are you doing? I'm going to rip one off a person then. All right, make me roll an opposed strength check. D20 plus 16. 28. All right, you successfully rip a WWE it. You, right, you know the, you know the drill. So if I were to WWE it, I'm like trying to like slam down on top of it. And normally that'd do a small <laughs> amount of damage. But when you're considering like if a giant fell on top of Van, that'd probably do a lot of damage, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Just want to... And you got See plate mail on. So. Yeah, like I've got heavy metal armor. I'm 200 pounds before factoring in the extra like 70 that I'm carrying. Too bad your plate mail isn't heavy, uh, weighted chested anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you roll me? Um, I think a good amount of damage for you jumping on a bat would be like 2d6. Sure. These are these are pretty big things. You know, they're football yeah. shapes, so they're they're fairly Seven. substantial. You squash it, and it awesome. dies. <laughs> <laughs> and rips it off, throws it to the ground, just like body snags. Alright. Then the people go. Um, into there the are crowd, three people man. that are actually currently fighting, have, are being chomped upon. Two of them critically fail their strength checks. One of them does nope. None of them can get their people off it, and then it just comes to spearmen surrounding and trying to stab at the chompers who are chomping on people. Okay, uh, one question: Would the spearmen attack the one I'm trying to pry off? Because I'm in there too. So no, they're gonna attack someone else because there's too many people clustered around that one. Um, so kind, you want to roll me? Let's see, there's eight of them around. Uh, let's say two. So give me sixteen d two. Twos are NPC targets. One, two, three, four, five, six. Wow, great. Wow. Roll me a uh, 60 20. That's for hitting people? That's for hitting people. Oh my God. Four hits. Uh, well, oh, you know, some of these awful. people are already dead, so it's okay, yeah. but roll me uh, 5D, no, 40, 46 damage. 44. These are spears. 46. Oh, okay. Ooh, well, nice. That's probably not going to die. Nope. Maybe. Okay. And then roll me the remaining, what is that? 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, d20 for the ones against the, the bats. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. That is one, one, two, three, four, five hits and two crits. Nice. So Including a double crit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 114. Does that make it like a, a quintuple crit? <laughs> 5d6 for the normal ones. Ooh, nice. Six is a kill. Three is a kill. Five is a kill. Five is a kill. Um, and then what is that? Four is left on that, mm. which is a kill as well. Okay. No. And then First. a crit and a double crit. First is the crit. Crit brings one mm. down. And, and the double crit. Double crit brings one down as well. Uh, there is one living chomper, and that is the one in your hands, Kine. Uh, and let's roll initiative for the next round. Um, yeah, Sean, you want to... Sure, first? I'll do I'll do us. Not great, but oh, well. The NPCs go first. NPCs, yeah, the NPCs go, go first. Alright, there's just the one between you and this guy. The guy yeah. uh, 
successfully manages, well, yeah, successfully manages to push the chomper off of him, and the so teeth are no longer have... digging into him. I now you've got it from the back. <laughs> we have a chomper. Is it, is it time for some SummerSlam? Uh, the <laughs> chomper is going to attempt to wriggle out of your arms, kind. Uh, give me an opposed strength check to see if you can see if it can break free of your grip. It rolled a 28. I'm sorry, oh. 24. So it successfully flaps out of your arms and just takes off into the sky, okay. flying so away. So there's like chompers who are flying past. Can Van shout something even though it's not his turn Actually, yet? you guys killed all of them. That is the all, only oh, one the to whole make swarm? it. Yeah, that's so the only the one to escaped. get away. We killed every single one. <laughs> Except for this one. Okay, so... Can Van take a shot at it then on his turn with his longbow? You don't want it to take a sure. message to people. All right, so uh, Van's going to pull out his longbow. It's going to get a full round of movement away like from you, though. 120 feet or something? Uh, Like uh, 120 yards. It's because movement's in feet, oh, right? Oh, right, yeah, but we're outside. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Make your make <laughs> All right. Your I had to wiggle out of my grip. So first. Van's going to get his two bow shots and hopefully shoot this thing down because I want as much food as we can get, man. So roll d20. So what's my penalty? Pl minus two for not being proficient with longbow? Yeah, you're a cleric. It actually might be minus three for you. Okay. Fighters is minus two. I think clerics are minus three. Clerics and okay. rogues. Sure, so I'll do d20. I'll just add another one if it's better. Right, and it's minus so I'll just do d20. Uh, plus two for back attack. Okay, so d20 plus three. First is a hit, I believe. No, that is a miss. Okay, second bow shot since it is the end of the round, mm -hmm. I assume. Uh, D20 plus three. There we go. That is a single crit. So 2D8 probably dies? Yes, dies. Okay. So Van is going to um, say, start start piling these dead uh, these dead wombats together. Okay. Uh, how many javelins can we recover? Uh, they can all be recovered. Chompers are pretty small creatures. I mean javelins. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you, you, you I have can shot, recover I've, all. I've shot two arrows. Can I recover? No, those are gone. Okay. So we still have. How many was it? You can always make more. Uh, no, I'm, uh, no, I can't make arrows because I don't have any arrowheads. Oh, or flights, actually, now that I think about it. Um, How many javelins was it now? 22 first, then. Uh, you have a total nine. of 22 javelins. No, you've got. Nine. Uh, 19, nine. 20, 21. 31. 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. You have 27 javelins. 27? We had 22 first, and then plus 9. 19, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, and 19 is 31, not 27. Mm -hmm. Clearly, 31. I can't do any math. So we have 19 other javelins. I have two. I yeah, have... the two knights have two, the I two mean... town guards have two, both of you have two, and then there are 19 remaining with the general oh. crowd. Um, a head count is done. You're down to 103 people. How many did we lose in that fight? Four? Sorry, 102 people. You you lost three in that fight. Okay, Ooh, that's not too it's... bad. Yeah. No, and how many how many choppers did we drop? The you guys police all the bodies. There are 21, including right, the one so that Van, Van shot at the very end. All right. So Van is going to um say. Yeah, Van's gonna grab like a stick and start drawing like a circle in the ground. I imagine this is just like preparation for the uh, the purify food and drink spell. And he's just gonna like start carving this into the ground, and he probably draws some like symbols inside. And then he starts piling all these these dead bat carcasses in there, and he's gonna cast purify food and drink. Hmm. Okay. You purify the food and drink of the chompers. Yes. 
So they are counted as meat. <laughs> Should be. It says that it makes um, otherwise contaminated food suitable for eating and drinking. So we're going to try this out. Van's going to start up a small fire and like do a quick test run with this now purified wombat meat. Okay. Um, you go to take a bite of it. Um, it still tastes like ash in your mouth. Hmm. Doesn't taste very good. I mean, it's, it's more about it's, it's purified, but it's still doesn't no. taste good. Yeah. yeah. But it, mean, it is. You won't feel a difference anyway. So. I mean, it's yeah. like you know, if you boil dirt, it still tastes like dirt, even though it's no True. longer. So it's it's purified, suitable for eating. Uh, but it's it's no okay, so it doesn't taste good. That's fine. I don't care. I, I just yeah. want to get these people some food. Right. So Van's going to uh, say, anyone who knows how to cook, help me help me cook these things. They don't taste great, but they they should be they should be safe to eat. Uh, pushing themselves to the front of the line are Lord Esther Highwind and her I'm sorry, Lady Esther Highwind and her husband Thoros Highwind, um, mm-hmm. and they are they're old. You know, Esther's mm-hmm. seventy eight. Uh, Thoros is 81. They are. They have not been doing so well. In fact, they've been sitting on the cart that's being that's uh, helping pull water because they're so tired and can't move. But they elbow their way to the front of the line to get the food first. Okay, so Van Van's asking for help right now with like cooking these things. Like he wants to you know gut these, skin them, get them ready to like cook. Plenty and, of civilians like, start... come to help you. Sure, and he's probably like having other people do and like making sure that everybody's cooking it right with his cooking proficiency, making sure that it's all you know cooked well. Mm-hmm. He says it all it, it tastes pretty awful. I'm not going to lie to you, but at least it's food. Anyone who's anyone who's hungry, take a take a portion. He's probably going to start rationing it. Honestly, okay. twenty one wombats, but there's still like uh, there's hundred people, people in the group. So that's yeah. you're going to go through all of the food today. Sure. So we're I'm just going to feed everyone who needs the food. Right. That's yeah. five people to one of these things. Sure. So I'm going to. It's not, um, a, it's not a lot in terms of food, but it gets I do give, I do make sure to give Mother Elise a larger portion. Okay. All right. So I think her survival is probably critical. Yeah. Also, the people who have these things and then don't get any. Right. So, oh, yeah. okay. That clears out 21 people, yourselves included. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah. yeah. That's fine, because we're we're in good physical shape, very clearly. Yeah. So I'm I'm just going to work on that. Yeah. So at the end, uh, while the food's being passed out, it becomes obvious that there was some favoritism in the passing out of food, mm-hmm. and you guys run out before everyone gets a chance to get a chomper for their for themselves. Okay. Um, it I mean, causes problems it- in the crowd. People crying favoritism. And, Hold on. Uh, so there's small. Has everyone already out. eaten? Uh, yeah. So it's like you know, there's this big pit that was purified, and then there's some mm-hmm. fires going to cook them, and then as the chompers are done, they're being like cut up and passed out. Um, and by the time you know the last chomper has been passed out, there's still people in line who haven't gotten food yet, and they start mm-hmm. fighting with the people who have been given food that haven't finished it yet in order for whatever little scraps they can get. Um, man, maybe you should speak uh, speak up a bit. Only I'm the... wondering about the people. We lost three in this fight, kind. It's grim business, but it might be our best bet. I mean, we have a chance that they will that those creatures will attack again. 
Van finds one of the knights, and he says, I, I'm not very good at crowd control. I've never dealt with uh, raging crowds before. <laughs> what do you Rabble. suggest? They respond only to fear and food and entertainment. If you can't appease them through entertainment or satisfy their hunger through extra bread, uh, fear is the only thing that keeps people in line. I say we take one of these rioters and execute them as a symbol to the others. Under more normal circumstances, I'd agree, but executing people when we have so few left, that's that's a heavy pill to swallow. Van's gonna go find Mother Elise. If it gets out of hand, they might kill each other. If things get that bad, then I'll, I'll consider such an action, but not before then. And Van's gonna go find Mother Elise and have her help him, like, calm people down and, like, try and start a uh, group prayer. Okay. Um, give me a charisma check, Van Helsing. Sure. That's right. a pass. So you start gathering some people together for a, a group pair. Uh, when, sure enough, you hear the sounds of a full-on brawl breaking out between a right. few folks. Uh, so Van's going to draw to, Harvest Lord... Moon. Yeah. Okay. So Van you, draws you come Harvest with Moon. Harvest Moon, while yeah. Lord and... Dicky Kugler is already there with his longsword in hand. Mm-hmm. Van walks up to this group and just bellows into it. Break this up! No, no, the the fight does not break up. All right, Van's going to uh, look for somebody who's on the attack, like somebody who's pinned somebody to the ground and is punching them. Sure. All right, he's going to drag him out. Oppose strength checks. All right. Uh, Given penalties for being starving. How, how many people are brawling? 31. Yeah. Looks like 10, 12, something like that. Okay, um, Kine will walk up and... Van is dragging someone out. He will just knock someone out unconscious with the backside of his axe. Uh, go ahead and make me an attack roll at minus four, but then it does no not no permanent damage. So um, temporary damage with weapons is at minus four to hit. Hmm. Oh yeah, you crack someone across the back of the head. Uh, the only person has two HP, so they they go down out of a struggle. So uh, just, Lord Kugler just... grabs someone and rips them off another person. And I think enough people come around to break up the fight. They're shouting, arguing over, he stole my food, it's not fair, I didn't get any, look how big of a portion you've got, that's not right. Uh, and it's a, it's a mess. Uh, a Van silences the group. Like, he walks up and just, like, waves the sword in front of him and sa- to, like, indicate silence and says, I understand that tensions are high. Lenience will come this time only. Next time I see a brawl, anyone involved is going to be executed. Dicky looks you straight in the eyes uh, and then plunges his sword into the person that he pulled off the other guy and says out in his own voice, I'm not so lenient. We live together or we die together. Next person that starts a fight joins this man. Um, are among those who fought any who have a uh, marking that they are nope. possessed? Nope. Okay. No possessed people. At least those are not making trouble. Ah, Dicky. <laughs> Cla- <laughs> Classic Dicky. <laughs> All right. You guys press on. Uh, it takes you a long time. Well, actually, after another 
know, hour or not hour, a day or so, another long march, you come to the edge of heat stroke, uh, or the edge of hourglass, the big desert. Uh, this is a new place for either, for both of you. Excuse me? Do we feel heat from the desert? No, you don't. Yeah, well, that's something. Yeah, it's useful. And we did fill up on water before we left, so it should be okay. Yeah, there's there's no heat here. There's the sand on your toes, but it, there's not the oppressive heat of the region. Um, cool. So we would... Van Helsing, can I get you to make me a charisma check, please? Sure. Specifically, Van Helsing. 24. While everyone's gathering around to look at the edge of this desert and discuss plans and talk about how difficult it is going to be move to roll barrels through sandiness mm-hmm. and move carts, uh, you're talking with Kine, and there's something different about him. Okay. Um, Kine, would you please describe your character, appearance, age, height, weight, all that jazz for us? Well, Kine is 19. He has mm-hmm. dark green eyes. They're a bit sunken in. Has black and white hair, which is long and blonde in a pony, ponytail. Um, he has small size. Well, by now he probably has a beard because mm-hmm. um, he has a slim face. He's well built. He's actually not bad looking. I mean, I rolled at, at creation, but uh, we didn't use it. So hotness fifteen. I rolled, so mm-hmm. he's so not bad looking. Man, you're but... looking at uh, at Kine here and. You know, he normally has these sunken eyes with kind of dark mm-hmm. spots underneath it, but you know that the darkness underneath his eyes seems to have cleared a little bit. His complexion, which was always fairly nice, has smoothed out, and he's kind of got like almost a, like cherub-like cheeks now. Um, you're looking at him, and he just like there's something about Kine. He looks better. I mean, better is a hard way to put it, but yeah, like there's a softness and a gentleness to his face and you know he he there's something different about the way that he looks he's uh, i i do i notice van looking at me <laughs> like maybe so, uh, i don't know maybe. uh van how what, is yeah. this like a, a casual thing that you're kind of noticing or is this a like a studied look like hold on kind <laughs> let me see your face i think it's probably like we're in the middle of a conversation and van just kind of looks at him like normal, and then he just kind of like stops for a second, and just kind of like noticing it for the first time, and then he just kind of continues on as if nothing had happened. Yeah, I I look behind me. Something the matter? No, no. Oh gods, I hope not. Anyway, we should continue pressing on to heat stroke. You guys push on into the desert. Um, it is going to be slow going through the sand. It's going to reduce your movement speed pretty significantly on its own. Um, and then the barrels and the wagons and everything. It, it's going to be a bitch to get through the desert. Sure. Um, um, Van's um, going to look into the possibility of people carrying barrels two to the man. If that'd be easier than rolling them. Hmm. Two people carrying them overhead might be easier than rolling them through soft dirt. Maybe the guy who carried uh, the iron pot before sand. a barrel. Let's see. A Well, barrels weigh like 470 pounds. Oh, okay, that's probably a little much. Yeah. Okay. They've, they've so, got to be um, rolled. Okay, so maybe. Hmm. We do have the cart. That's probably not going to be too easy either. In the middle of the sand. I mean, we could we could probably move further 
to the coast. Uh, uh, that should be nicer. We'd still have to go north for a while. So Kelbreda speaks up, having been a, a logistic planner of some time. She recommend she gathers some spears and javelins and just lays them down in the sand and then rolls the barrels on them, kind of like tracks. So if you got one person rolling and then two people moving the spears from behind oh, okay. to in front, she kind of creates um, track uh, train tracks almost of, that you can roll barrels on, um, encouraging that to help yeah. up the speed. Won't help with Van, the cart, but you know. Yeah, Van gives her a nod. That's like the the most obvious thumbs up you could ever give a person. Okay. Um, and you guys press on to heat stroke. Um, any javelins? I get doing this time. Uh, you're kind of yeah. I will roll some for you, but you're also running out of wood to make javelins. Yeah, I would say, but well, we have a nice assortment of weapons. <laughs> okay. Um. So a. After a few rest periods through the the desert, um, uh, two more people succumb to starvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dicky Kugler comes back to you with the the conversation about cannibalism. Gathers you guys up during one of the rest periods and says, "Look, I those chompers worked for a little while." But there's not enough food. I assume everyone's here, like Mother Elise, everyone. All the okay. all the nobles are gathered together, uh, as well as Mother Elise and the two of you. How far into the, the desert are we? Can we guess? It's desert to the horizon on all all sides. I guess you're probably going fairly near to the far enough, close to the, enough to the coast that you can keep an eye on the the coastline so you don't get too lost. But it's it's been days walking through the desert. It's slow going with the the various people in the sand, and every step forward kind of slides back. And there's dunes that are a bitch to climb. And hmm. Van's going to. Um... I, I want no part in this. If you want to start eating people, that's your decision, and it's above my head to make that call. But you'll be doing the preparations yourself. Okay. Uh, Dicky goes over to the, the fallen person, an older woman, and takes a, a sideways look around. Uh, and just takes out his sword and hacks off her arm walks it over to one of the other people who's clearly in, in need of nutrition um, and hands it to them. <laughs> They're just going to fucking eat it raw, are they? You're in a desert. You don't have a lot of sources for wood. Oh, There's a, a silence that rolls through the group. I mean, there should be some trees on the coast. Yeah, we haven't entered it quite yet, have we? Yeah, you've been in the desert for a long time now. Okay. You might, if you take a couple hours out of your way, you could probably find some wood on the coastline. Um, yeah, let's. I don't want people getting fucking food poisoning trying to. Uh, I mean, it's fresh meat. Yeah. Ish. A couple hours, I think we can manage. Uh, there's a long pause while this person just looks at the arm that's been handed to them, and the crowd kind of 
quiets down and everyone looking back at this person <laughs> uh, who slowly begins to gnaw on the arm um, after which a few others come over to the body and it's a, a slow and quiet feeding frenzy while this is going on Van's going to find Jeeves and pull him away Okay, you see he's Jeeves to, uh, he's kind of shaking a little bit yeah, so um, Van's going to grab Jeeves and lead him a little bit away, away from the group. And he's going to grab one of the days of rations from the chest and give it to him. His eyes go, there's, there's been food in here? Shut oh, up. Lord, my Lord. <laughs> Jeeves, shut up and keep quiet about it. We don't have much. Take this for the day. And he, he gives him a day and says, eat it here. Don't let anyone see you. He, Jeeves sits down and scarfs the food. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, my Lord. I... I know how much longer I would have lasted. Of course, just so, keep quiet about that. Don't let anyone find out. Yeah, please note down that all those people probably have some kind of disease now. Yeah. Oh, uh, you don't get disease from eating. I mean, sure, you can get disease from eating human flesh, but it's not a guarantee. It's it's still an unlikely thing. A hundred people could eat human flesh and not get Kuru. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, is this a is this a decent note to end it on? I was going to get us all the way o'clock. to heat stroke. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we can do that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a few more days to heat stroke. A few more people drop on the way and are quickly cannibalized by the group as oh, a whole. God. Great. Um, uh, one thing I do want to mention is that uh, I'd like to attempt to contact Melkis one more time. Okay. During one of these days, is it the same same sensation of like a monster in the closet? Yeah. Uh, if right. I if I should take off my headphones, that's, that's well, are, is you are you trying to have a, are you trying to just notice if it's the same thing, or are you trying to actually? Keep I'm gonna it? I'm gonna keep a conversation going. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and make something happen here. Okay, uh, Bastion, good man. All right. I think Van's just gonna look at the closet for a little while and eventually try asking a question directly. Is somebody there? Not a reply. Van's going to recall all these uh, these clerics for Malchus. Mm-hmm. And how they, they were attempting to stir the pot and murdering all these people, trying to stir the pot. And how Van found them out. And they, they tried to uh, talk about their plan. And how they were trying to give them this, this grand spot in the new world order. And now Van just kind of cast it all away and killed them all. And then kind of muses to himself, maybe that was just more stirring of the pot. And he wants to see if there's any sort of reaction. Mm-mm. Hmm. No reaction. And I, it's still like a very clear sensation of like, there's something there, but it's not speaking back. Something there. All right. Something. So this is, like, in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. So I can, like, do things in my mind. Like, I could set up a row of candles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. All right, Van's going to set up one candle. Or just kind of, like, imagine this in his head. He's going to have one candle with a Y above it and one candle with an N above it. And just say, are you able to communicate with me? And see if either of the candles just burst into flame. 
No change hmm. to the candles. And this only happens when I try to communicate with Malchus, right? Well, what else do you try? I tried it with Cheese, right? And it, it was nothing. Yeah, she's you, you, you can't even it was, hear her. Yeah. Okay. And then every time I try this with Malchus, I get this strange sensation of there being a thing. Right, but so far you've only tried Cheese and Malchus. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What else do you try? Does Malchus have any other children that I know about? Yes, you would know of all of his offspring. He has many, <laughs> many offspring. Any uh, any current worship deities is what I'm looking for. Let's see. Um, children of Malchus are Cheese mm-hmm. and Reluna. Reluna. Uh, Terassa, goddess of fear. Okay. Uh, Velthara, goddess of vengeance. Okay. I guess he doesn't have many, many children. He has four. <laughs> Wait, there should okay. be another. There should be a fifth in here somewhere. Uh, Jexel, God Jexel. of luck and Ooh, Excellent. So Van is going to um, attempt to contact any of these, any of these, uh, these other offspring, and see if he can make contact with any of them, or if it's strictly Malchus. Okay. You go down the list one by one, starting with mm-hmm. Cheese, and there's no reply. Moving on to Jexel, and there's no reply. No reply from Reluna. Terassa or Velthara just kind of speaking to an empty room nothing from Jexel you said nothing from Jexel okay it's only with Malchus alright Van's going to stop with the prayers and get some uh, get some rest yeah. there's nothing with uh, it was Terassa who was the goddess of fear you mm-hmm. said yeah nothing from her Okay. Okay. A few days pass. As I said, a few more people die. They are quickly consumed. You are down to 95 people total. Mm-hmm. Um, when you approach Heatstroke, you can see the, the tall pyramid rising first in the distance. It's got to be hundreds of feet high, um, many hundreds of feet wide on the base. Um, any javelins? Uh, I think you're, uh, old, yeah, you are out of wood after you make four more. Okay. So, 23 of those. And you arrive at Heatstroke. You right. slowly make your way to the edge of town, and Mother Elise, as everyone's moving into the town and looking for things... Mm-hmm. Uh, Mother Elise kind of stops the two of you and says, I I feel strange presence here. I, there's something amiss. We Then we should keep our wits up. Maybe you should I agree. first. Look for the keep might be a good idea. If there's a strange presence here, Mother Elise, I think it'd be in that pyramid. Uh, she nods. Should, but one thing should. first, and Neil, out of, out of game, one thing to end the session on. Van's going to go into a house and look for some piece of furniture, a table, uh, something interesting and say, does this look good enough as any other item? To who? Uh, to Elise. A quick casting to see how old this object is. Didn't you replace no age with something no, else? No, I, I did no time with something ah, else. Ah, okay. So I'm going to... Uh, so what are you picking? 
uh, like a table uh, or some item in the house, and I'm going to cast no age on it. Let me, let me actually look up the uh, the parameters for that spell really fast to make sure I know how to use it right. Instantly know the age of any single person, object, creature, uh, any single person, creature, or object on which he concentrates. The age is accurate to the nearest year. Uh, one object or creature duration is instantaneous. So I could actually choose the house, but I want to choose like a piece of furniture in the house specifically, like a table, okay. or like if there's a weapon somewhere, one of those. Sure. Um, Kine, mm -hmm. would you please make me a charisma check? Okay. That's 29. Okay. So while Van and Mother Elise are having this conversation about this chair and whether it's the right chair to cast this on, something strikes you about Van. You notice that his... Maybe it's just the time wearing on him, but he's just kind of slouched and tired looking. He looks like he's been through hell and back, which he sort of has been. Um, but beyond that, you notice he's, he's like constantly scratching himself. He's got dandruff on his shoulders when he never used to. Um, hmm. It just looks like he's... Okay, this is weird. Um, I don't know. If one, do you want to end it on the, with a spell or... Well, why don't we just end it here? Um, let mm. me think about what no age would give an answer to, or yeah, mm. and we'll start next session, and you guys can have whatever conversations you want, and we'll figure out how what the okay. ages on things are. Okay. So that, this has been Hardcore Heroes Other Side for this week. It's been an eventful week as well. Yes, let's lots talk, happened. Let's talk I mean, about what's I happened. I felt useful. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, you are a useful ranger. So you've killed, you've fought something like, well, you've killed slash defeated something like 36 chompers. Mm -hmm. um, kind defeated a full-fledged demon. Um, you discovered that that ship wouldn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. It was kind of tethered to a spot almost, um, mm -hmm. like, a, like a dog on a leash, maybe. So I don't know what that tells you guys, but that is a, a useful discovery to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, you made it to Anvil, uh, which is a pretty good mile marker to explore too. You also made it to Heatstroke and you did desert stuff. Uh, other interesting discoveries and things you guys have noted about this place are the, rep the repeating textures and models of the things it's all mm -hmm. all the same what other things have you done that are experience worthy um i made all these javelins that probably saved a lot of people because they killed That's many bats. yeah you made a lot of javelins mm -hmm. what um, else have you guys done maybe a van discovered that the or you used the sword to determine yeah. Using the sword for determining the moon phases and good. also um, making contact with the gods and also making contact with Malchus or theoretically Malchus. Sure. Anything, Anything else? Um, am I forgetting anything? Um, I guess it's going to be next session that we learn the age of whatever's in this house. Mm. Okay. 
Well then, uh, we'll divide, we'll give some role-playing experience, divide it by two, and I think this is going to be a high XP session with 4,162 nice. experience. Nice. I was actually off last session about my uh, my XP. It was actually 98,303. I added it to the wrong um, character sheet because I've got two now since you were ah, brought right, up right. the... Yeah, so I'm at right. 98,303 currently, so let me add that. 4,000 what? 4,162. So 162. So I'm only 25,000 away from leveling up. <laughs> nice. So yeah, I'm at 50,240. 41,62, right? Confirming that one more 4162. time. 41,62. Okay, so 45,78. Oh, and you guys did... Well, you didn't contact Malachi. You scryed on him. That's not worth any experience. <laughs> Maybe I mean, the whole point of that was for him to know that he was being scryed on. Mm-hmm. Maybe troll Malachi. Time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want him to know that he's... Uh... Yeah, I, I, I feel like that might be worth experience. That's our first contact with the Prime Material plane since we came here. That is true. Okay, why don't you each take another 500... Uh, I'm sorry, 250. 500 250, divided by 2. Okay, yeah. so 102, 881. Nice. Plus 250, the next uh, time we just dirk rush anything uh, that thing that he has in the temple. <laughs> just I'm <dirk> only <laughs> seven thousand off from leveling. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty much able to dirk rush. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. We just send the people of Stevelins in. <laughs> oh, we learned that this is the plane of shadow. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that. I, as I, feel like... yeah. okay. I mean, we. Kind of already knew that. Yeah, we were pretty sure it was the plane of shadow. But you're you're definitely sure of it now. I think the rewards for that are going to be more uh, in-game Coming clues down the line. Than, yeah, yeah, okay. than, than actual experience. So that is it for Hardcore Heroes Other Side. Are we good for next week? We should probably discuss this before or during our breaks, but I always forget. Yeah. You guys both good for next week, but next Saturday? Uh, yeah, should be. Excellent. Then we'll see you next Saturday for more Hardcore Heroes Other Side. We'll see you tomorrow for Age of Strife and Shenanigans. We'll see you Tuesday for Hardcore Heroes Arcadia and Misclicks. And um, if you stick around, I'm going to be doing some Long War 2. Because it's been long enough that I no longer hate that game and everything about it. (laughs) Uh, Good night, everybody. See you later. See you guys. Oh, Reddit thread is going up right now. Yes, yes. Not long enough for Angband yet, Neil. Another year. Another year. Bye bye, everyone. (laughs)